everyone to episode number 79 of Calling in the Power Rings. I am your co-host, Matt Kramer. With me as always, my good buddy, my tag partner in Team Blue and Gold, the one and only Han Solo himself, Hello. Andy Hedder. How's it going there? Uh, what would that make you? Uh, Chewbacca, I guess, right? Well, I, I, I do have very hairy legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. But I'm not seven feet one. No. So. So we were only a few days away from Rise of the Skywalker. When did I don't know if I got a chance to talk to you about this before? I guess before we get it. Well, I guess we're kind of into it. Might as well. When, uh, when, when are you going to go see Rise uh, of the Skywalker? My friend bought tickets. Uh, we're going. Me and me and his uh, wife are going on uh, Friday afternoon. So like I think four fifteen, five fifteen. That's when we're going. So I have to wait. Okay. Avoid spoilers for one day. So we might have to do the pod. We're doing the podcast on a Monday. Usually we do it on either Friday or Saturday, but but life got in the way as. So we'll probably have to record next week's podcast probably on Saturday. Yeah, that's fine because uh, no show for you. Yeah, no PPW, show. No, I will be going to see Rise of Skywalker at seven o'clock on Thursday. Oh. I'm probably going to uh, going again on Friday. Probably gonna go see my to, to go uh, take my aunt. I told her I would do that for for Christmas. Oh, uh, that's a nice gift. She's the one that that basically got me all started into the Star Wars phenomenon. But uh, so what, so you're going Thursday night. Thursday night at 7, yes. Okay, yeah, I'm going Friday afternoon. So, now does it, is it going to be a midnight release on Wednesday, you know? Uh, that I didn't know. That I didn't check. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know they did before, so who knows? Probably in California, there's people waiting in line now. Well, the world premiere is, the red carpet premiere is tonight. So, by the time oh. we get up tomorrow morning, well, yeah. I go to bed early. Watch I'm out man. for spoilers. But by the time I get up tomorrow morning, we will have the critics review, so. Mm. I, you know, it, we're gonna like it unless it's like utter crap. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think I liked all of it. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I the only ones I did the, the the first uh, the prequel trilogy. The first one was a little rough to get through, and the second one was okay. Uh, Phantom you know, Menace. The, fan of, the Phantom Menace it was it was Darth Maul was awesome. Yeah, so, like, having to go back and watch that like that was really cool. You know, plus, plus you, you get to see like it basically the, you see the big the first really big push of Obi Wan Kenobi because he kills Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. So, and then the second one was, like, all about the tone fighting was really cool when you get to see Yoda in his first fight. And then the third one obviously sets up the whole Vader thing. And then I really liked, obviously, 4, 5, and 6 are classics. I really liked Episode 7, Force Awakens, you know, because it really brought back all the nostalgia. And I really enjoyed The Last Jedi. It wasn't a perfect movie by any means, but, I mean, it was nowhere near as a lot of people bash it to be. No, I, I, I like both of them. I had no problem with them. I know some people, I, I don't like Rose, or I don't like uh, what Benicio's character. Like, I didn't care too much for him, but it, it didn't bother me. It didn't hurt the movie. You know? No. Now, what about the, uh, kind of like the the Oscar movies? How about Rogue One and Solo? I, I did not see those. Really? Yeah. You did not see Rogue One? No, I didn't see Rogue One. I missed that, because my friends went, and I, I, I think I had a show or something. And then Solo, I, I just... Somehow missed that and completely forgot about it. Never seen it. I heard oh, Rogue One's pretty man. good, though. And Solo's okay to good. Well, I just signed up for Disney Plus today. So oh. I have uh, two and a half days left to work. So I will be going on The Mandalorian and all the Star Wars. There's no way I can do a Star Wars. Oh, no, my God. Obviously no. not going to happen. Now, Ma- way, Mandalorian's at what? On. Episode six or seven, I think? I forget what they're at, but Something like I that. haven't seen any of it. I yeah. think it's great. I, yeah, it's, and that's one thing. Like, Star Wars fans, no matter what, they always complain. No one's really complaining about that at all. It's yeah, like, so it's, it's got to be really good. Yeah, it must be something. I, I'm not again. I think I'm going to sign up when it's all wrapped up. I think the last episode is, uh, yeah, the last Wednesday or whenever it comes out. What The last week of, the, of December is the last episode of it. Yeah, we're getting there shortly. But we, obviously, a lot to talk about. We were going to preview the three big shows of the weekend, Friday, Final Battle, Ring of Honor, Final Battle. 
Saturday, NWA into the fire. Sunday, TLC, uh, WWE. But since those shows already happened, we're just going to kind of give a quick review. Yeah. Since I see. So we'll start with, uh, I will start our Oscars. We'll go in chronological order, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I did watch Final Battle. Yeah, I only watched uh, the main event, so I'll chime in when, it, when we get to there. Yeah, feel free to check it. Now, they did have, I thought this was really cool what they did. They did have, like, this thing called, like, Three Hour. It was on their YouTube, and if you just if you just have the Fight app, which everybody should have the Fight app, it was it was free on there under the ROH section. So, they actually had, I thought they'd only have, like, one match. They actually had three matches on there. Mm. Uh, they had a, uh, a tag match with Silas Young and Josh, uh, uh, Josh Woods. I forget who they wrestled. I only caught, like, the tail end of it. Um, and then they Dalton? had... Uh, wasn't Basically, he... the All Night Express squad. Wasn't Dalton Castle in that match? Dalton Castle and Joe Hendricks. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, I only caught the tail, the basically the tail end of that match, and then they they went to basically the All Night Express explodes, as it Ooh. was Rhett Titus and Kenny King, and that match was just a little bit choppy. Like they kept showing Rhett's wife and Rhett's newborn, uh, newborn son, and the crowd. And they kept like really kept going to it back and forth, back and forth. It just I don't know. It just seemed like a little bit choppy, but Kenny won, which I, I, I as well as he should have, because I want, I would like for them to kind of continue that feud. So uh, it just seemed like there was just, by no means was it bad, but it just seemed like there was something missing. So it's like, I'm really excited to see where uh, where they kind of go from there. And I guess like you want to say the main event of the pre-show was uh, Dan Moff and Jeff Cobb, and that was really, really good. Mm. Really hard hitting. Uh, Is that just Dan, really... Dan Moff's first match back since he signed? He wrestled, I think, one or two matches. Okay, because then uh, like, I, like, like basically like the like the house show. Yeah. So. I, I can hear something. So. Is that Star Wars in the background? No, that's uh the Motor City Machine Gun Comp. Oh, jeez. Uh, somebody somebody <laughs> sent me from England, so which oh, will wow. play into what I did this past weekend. So, uh, so yeah, that was really good. And then the match started out with an absolute banger. A villain Enterprises, the team of what more than likely will be the last Ring of Honor match of the villain Marty Scroll. And Flip Gordon versus the newly minted team of Bandito and Flamita, and this was great. And this was really? one of the yeah one of the best Ring of Honor pay per view openers I've seen in a long time, if not if not the best. Uh, it was just really great, like back and forth stuff. Really good psychology. I'm not, I'm not kind of just gonna breeze through this. Yeah, go ahead. but the finish was you know how Bandito does that like flipping German German. Yeah, yeah I forgot so what they, they call it. What they did is Flamita had Marty, or Marty was in position for it. Flamita hit a six one nine. And then they did it oh, into the, that's, the that's sweet. Germans. So I thought that was really yeah, cool. And then I'm trying to see if I can remember this in the actual order. Next match, I believe, was, oh, it was Matt Taven and uh, Vincent. Uh, Vinny Mar- the former Vinny Marseglia. Okay, yeah, they yeah. basically, yeah, they had like a relaxed rules match. Like Taven is, uh, is a face. And I was like, I wonder how that's going to go. And yeah. actually, Taven works better like as a mid-card face. Like really? I buy him more than as a top heel of the company. Hmm. So that was really good. It was kind of... Uh, like I said, it was really, really hard hitting. Uh, Vince, Vinny Marseglia wind up winning, which will probably continue that feud. And then Tyler Bateman, who was the former tag partner of uh, Brody King, hmm. uh, they were, I believe they were Violence Unlimited. He basically, uh, basically uh, is with uh, uh, Vinny Marseglia, the now Vincent. So I don't know. Yeah, they're gonna they, do maybe like I'm gonna say a horror s- gimmick tag team. I seen a picture because there was a girl that was at a. Uh, ACW over the weekend named Vita Von Starr and she's in the stable now. I guess they did that. They ta- they ROH had a taping Sunday night or Sunday during the day and then that picture was from. I was like, well, good for her getting an ROH. Yeah, then they did uh, Bully Ray and Mark Haskins. 
It was just like a hardcore match. It's, eh, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, enough for Bully Ray on my Ring of Honor TV. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's a legend, Hall of Famer, rightfully so. But, like, I just don't think him on TV or on pay-per-view is just the right step that they need. So, no. you know, I mean, they work the hard. Don't right get now. me wrong. Uh, and Angelina Love, uh, Maria Maniac, our uh, manic, which is basically she, Maria's been in the company for a year and her contract expired and she's yet to have a match. She's only been doing run <laughs> Oh my God. So they had, yeah, so it just shows you just. Um, so that was a quick match. It was basically a squash. It was non title, so that'll set up, you know, another match for them in the future. And then we get to the, the title matches. Basically, yeah, well, we went to the, uh, the first title match was. Mm-hmm. Dragon Lee and Shane Taylor, and this was like an all Japan, like King of the Road match. They kept kicking out of finishes. Mm. It's like some really good, like, yeah, back and forth stuff. And Shane Taylor wanted to bring a chain in and try to use it. And Dragon Lee wind up uh, tying it around his kick pad to like Kawada kicks. So they basically kept going uh, back and forth. And then eventually Dragon Lee won with like a whole series of like those really crazy stiff knee lifts. So I didn't think originally when they first signed the match, like, okay, they're going to put the belt over Dragon Lee. And then they said that he signed with New Japan. He's yeah. going to change his name to Ryu Lee. He's going to be in the, which we'll get into later, he's going to be in the uh, Jushin Liger's last match in the tag match. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's just that relationship's kind of dead. So it's like, okay, they're going to put Shane Taylor over here. And then they didn't. And then they went over to the Briscoes versus Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. And this to me was like a pick 'em. One yeah. certainly won this one. This to me was the best match of the show. And uh, it basically finished with Lethal with like a cheap roll up on Mark Briscoe. So we got new champs there. And then PCO and Roosh. And, and Jay a... Lethal, Grand Slam champ of ROH now, right? Or he has yeah. the six. Or he had, has he had the six man? No, he, the, he has had the pure title. Which oh, okay. Is, which is, which okay. is the funk. Yeah, yeah. so he was a pure champion. He's, in my opinion, the greatest TV champion in the history of the company. Uh, former two-time Ring of Honor champion. And he was the only man to defend uh, two titles at one time. He had both the TV title and the heavyweight champion. And he was defending both of them. Even, even on a pay-per-view, he defended against Red Dragon. He wrestled Bobby Fish in the okay. opener and Kyle O'Reilly in the main event. And then he lost the TV title to Roderick Strong, and then he lost the heavyweight title to Adam Cole. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Roosh and PCO, and this is just not my typical. This was a spectacle. Yeah, this was – that's when I started watching. I turned it on, and I uh, I seen it, and it was, it was something else. You could tell Roosh was holding back, and PCO was doing all the spots. But I think PCO works best in, in a tag team or a six-man and, and not – Doing a singles match. Yeah, of course. Like the big shocker to me was is, is the they flipped the belt, which I'm yeah. not a fan of in, in Ring of Honor. Them, it just seemed like their booking has. I mean, obviously that's that's been the big criticism is the booking. It's like okay, they're building up Marty Scroll, so you're thinking that he was going to get the belt at the Garden him and Jay Lethal, and then Taven and Lethal go an hour at the anniversary show, which was a great match. Don't get me wrong. So then they put up in a three-way ladder match, and then Taven wins. I'm like, well, this really should have been like Marty's crowning. And then Taven loses it, I think, like four months later to Roosh. I'm like, okay, now we're back on track with like a top, top guy, you know, top, top babyface as your worker. And then he loses it on the next pay-per-view to PCO. I was like, huh. And yeah. To me, I just thought that was really, really weird. But the crowd was in, the crowd was into the match, and the crowd was really into the finish, and they're really into PCO. Like Roosh was really got got booed, but not like. Boo, like go go yeah, away. Just boo, like, boo like, because you're, yeah, because they want PCO. Yeah, which is which is something. I mean, behind PCO, who's you know, obviously he's not a great in ring worker, but he's more you know high spots a and crazy guy, stuff. Yeah, yeah doing like he does that uh that backflip somersault, or somersault sent on off the top rope to to the ring apron. It's like oh god, and then like 
Destro came out and they they shocked them with the the uh, the herm uh, the hearse, I guess you could say. And then they're doing all that stuff. But like some like when Rush went and got that ladder, it was like the awkward, most awkward looking ladder. And I was like, ah, you can't really take a bump in that. It doesn't move or anything. So it was. Yeah, it just seemed like it seemed like even you texted me that when I was even thinking about it. It's like it seemed like they'd be like through one spot. And then they'd be like some really awkward selling. It would take forever to set up yeah. in that spot. And I was like, ugh. Like the, and then they brought the doors in. And I was like, that one door looks like it has a circle in it. And that's the one he broke over PCO's head. And it's like, I get it for the whole Frankenstein gimmick. So, I, hey, good for PCO. He's actually, I think he's going to turn 52. So he's actually a year older than Jericho. <laughs> he's Ring of Honor World Champion. I don't see him keeping it long. Probably Jericho's is. 49, so he'll be oh. about two and a half years old. Oh, okay. Older. So there you go. Um. And uh, I see, I seen that one meme. Did you see it? Where it's like Jericho at the beginning of the decade, at the end of the decade, and he was WWE champ, and now he's, uh, I guess he was world champion, and now he's uh, AEW champion, obviously. But yeah, how about that? Yeah. But all in all, I'd say this: like everybody really, really busted their tails. It just seemed like the main event just seemed just a little bit off. Of, I mean, I said the crowd liked it, but like my final battle main event just yeah. a little bit off. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, look at that from last year's, you know? Like, uh, yeah. But like, I'm really excited to see, like, to see. Uh, it looks like they're going to make Bandito and Flamita a constant tag team, so I'm really excited to see them with the Briscoes, them with Lethal and Gresham, uh, them with us, uh, Silas and, uh, uh, and Josh. So it seems like they're, they're really going to put the tag division you know, back together. So Good, because like, that's one there, of the things so. like, a lot of places like New Japan, they, like, they have like no tag team. And like, WWE is kind of like, eh. I mean, AEW's is pretty good, but like, yeah. Why not? WWE gives them a good tag division, they just want to use it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... If always can have a good tag team, get we need to get some people back in there because you know they're they're on the bottom right now, you know. Yeah. So all in all, really, really good show. I give it, I give it an A minus. Okay. Yeah, I always in the main event, so I can't. <laughs> all I could say is it was not good. So, um, I don't know about the rest of the show. I didn't, I didn't see it. I just heard the results. So, so tell us about NWA into the fire. Yeah. So I didn't really get to watch any of NWA into the fire because I wrestled and I got home and it was already over because it started at six oh five, which is pretty cool how they did that. And I think it was done by. Nine o'clock. I mean, there was only there were seven matches, so I got the results here. The only thing I really seen was uh, the surprise at the end. Eli Drake beat uh, the former Mr. Kennedy Ken Anderson. Thunder Rosa, because I know they had the gimmick where it was like uh, Thunder Rosa, Molina, and Marty Bell. Like which one, which two of the three are going to wrestle a tag team against Allison Kay and uh, Ashley Vox? And then they said it would be Molina and Marty Bell. And then Thunder Rosa is wrestling this Tasha Steels. I'm not familiar with her, but she beat her. Question mark with um. Aaron Stevens defeated Trevor Murdoch, and he came out and uh, sang the national anthem of Mongrovia, where he comes from, and it was the first time that was ever been performed live, and he has a flag <laughs> with, like, a big question mark on it and two bears, so that was kind of cool. I did see that. Did um, they say who the question mark was? Did he get revealed? No, not yet. That's, I think that's going to be the whole I think that's gonna be the whole thing where it's like, who's the question mark, even though it's, you know, it's blatantly obvious it's Josephus, but, you know, we don't have to tell anybody that. Then the next match, uh, the Rock and Roll Express successfully defended their tag titles against the Wild Card, Royce Isaacs and Tom Lattimore. And uh, Rock and Roll came out with uh, Eddie Kingston Homicide, and then uh, the Wild Cards came out with the Dawson Brothers. So Rock and Roll still tag team champs, nine-time NWA tag team champions. Then Allison Kay and uh, Ashley Vox uh, beat Molina and Marty Bell, but something happened to Ashley Vox. I don't know what happened, so subbing in for her was ODB. <laughs> so could see ODB getting some work. Um they won, and then uh, the next match was for the national title, and that was a three-way. It was Cole Cabana versus Ricky Starks versus Aaron Stevens, and Aaron Stevens uh, won. I think he won with the help of the question mark, and he's now the new national champion. And then finally, the uh, 
the last match, the main event, Nick Aldis versus James Storm. Two out of three falls. I think James Storm got the first fall. Nick Aldis got the second. And then he got the third. Nick, Nick Aldis successfully defended did he win, the title. Did he win one of the falls by knockout? I, I'm trying to see here. It doesn't really say here. Which now, did, did you? I know you said you, you said you didn't get a chance to watch it. Did you order it, though, and have it on? No, like I, d- I didn't. TV? But you can still order it, though. Like it said, you could, the, but the replay wasn't any cheaper. I'm like, hmm, I wanted the replays cheaper. But then I was going to buy it, but then TLC was on. I was like, I, I won't get to it till who knows when. So I, you know, I figured probably by the time I get to it, it'll be on YouTube. So I um, did not get to see But I did see this. And then Nick Aldis is uh, celebrating with the title. And then all of a sudden, his music stops. And then a uh, familiar tune plays. Marty Scrolls music hits. And he comes out, and the whole place is chanting, you know, holy S word. And uh, Marty comes down, just stands there, and it says that he wants a a title shot, and then leaves. So, I mean, the crowd was, Marty was super over, so that's where it seems to go. So, Marty, at final battle on Friday night, and then Saturday night, that final battle was in what, Baltimore? Baltimore, yeah. Yeah, they flew down to Atlanta for this pay-per-view, and then he flew back to Philadelphia because he was at the ROH tapings. Was he really? Yeah. I did not get the chance. Now, but it he's was a, called a Final Battle Fallout, yes. and I know that it, it was live on the fight app, I think, for free. So really? I don't know maybe, oh, I watch it maybe tomorrow. I know one of the matches that was Alex Shelley and Jonathan Gresh. Hmm. Now, uh, Marty, his contract did run up, and now they're saying he's a, a free agent. They said that several times in NWA. And uh, he still has the six-man title, so I'm thinking, well, probably has to drop them first before he's totally done with ROH. But, I mean, I still see him going to AEW, but now he'll probably do this free agent thing. And, like, the NWA tapings are today and tomorrow. So... You know, he could do all that. That will last nine weeks. So, you know, it will seem like Marty's there, but he's actually not there. So I would assume they conclude in a Nick Aldis versus Marty Scroll match for the title. Oh, they did. One of the things on the pre-show for the Ring of Honor, just to take a step back, is Alex Shelley came out and said that he uh, he was requested a match. He said he wants to wrestle Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana was doing the commentary. And then Colt said, you know what, I was a little bummed out. You know, I was in the World Tag League. I'm the I'm wrestling the NWA pay-per-view tomorrow. I'll come out on a final battle. And they said you can have a match. But they had like a quick like seven-minute. like It was like basically a back-and-forth technical match. Mm, and our Shelly caught him with like a quick uh, quick, quick uh, roll through. Mm. So, yeah, that that was fun. Yeah, now I, I read somewhere that uh, Colt Cabana finished up with ROH, too, on Friday. I've had a lot of people that were telling me that that, that was his last that was his last day that he's uh, he's done. Yeah, so I like where, where's Colt going to go? Is he going to go right to NWA or is he going to AEW? Because, uh, you know, he was at All In and uh, – what, what was that? He was just at all in, I think. But uh, obviously, he knows himself. I mean, can't go wrong with signing Cole Cabana. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be he'll be all right. All right, he might do both. I mean, if AAW and NBA work together, why not? So that's. So where do you think Marty's going to wind up? Do you think he's going to do a free agency thing for a little bit? Or? I th- I think for a little bit. I mean, who knows? He could show up on Dynamite this week because I know that's going to be a big show, and so is NXT. But maybe he'll work that till the. I don't know, the, like maybe the end of January, because uh, you gotta think the NWA tapes like nine episodes. So that's gonna go till about, about the end of yeah, no, somewhere into February. So I mean, maybe he holds off and then he debuts at the AW pay per view, uh, which is called what Revolution? I think they said it's called. Yeah, I think yeah. that's in what February. Yeah, February twenty second or twenty eighth, off the top of my head, something like that. So maybe he holds off that long, but I I can't. I don't know. I I say he they drop the the three man or the six man belts in ROH. He finishes up there. I don't. I don't know. I think they'll break up his group. Maybe. Uh, maybe he just says the OPCO. You can read it now and call something different. Who knows? And then well, Brody King's injured, so it would have to be if they keep the Villain Enterprises thing that they just renamed. It would have to. It would be Brody, 
flip. Uh, PCL, who's a heavyweight champion, is flip. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe they just disbanded or something. Who knows? But uh, I I can't see him staying in ROH. You know, just can't see it. Yeah, I th- I just think they just horribly misbooked him. I mean, even if he was going to go at the end of Final Battle, I think they should have put the belt on him. Yeah. At the Garden Show, and then had him run it all the way to Final Battle with like him and Ruby. Yeah. And then you have your classic, like you know, hard hitting technical Ring of Honor Final Battle main event match, and then do it do it there. So it's like I don't know. Yeah. That's I, obviously the big. I mean, the talent's there. Every time I watch one of their shows, the talent's there. But it's the, just, the the booking, the booking just does and management not make sense. is is what's killing ROH right now. I mean, there's a lot of people coming down Joe Coff too. I mean, hopefully they can turn it around. Cause I mean, you look at ROH, you know, from ten years ago, and man, that was the that was the ticket to have, you know. ROH. Yeah, that's the place to be. You got more than your money's worth on those DVDs and those tickets. Yeah, definitely. No doubt about that. Cause I see, I seen there wasn't many tickets sold for the TV tapings. I'm sure there was walk ups, but I mean, man, you, you talk ROH in the arena in 2010, it was sold out, totally. Yeah, 100%. no, we, I I worked there. I you yeah. know, I worked there when we were doing the Ring of Honor CPW feud, and I, I, even on the pre shows, it was sold out. No, I know. Granted, the ECW arena looks different than it does now. It's probably yeah. about the same size, but yeah, I mean, they were, we, were, you know, we were selling out the National Guard Armory. We were mm-hmm. selling the selling the Manhattan Center. Yeah. So you know, and I know they did Manhattan May- Manhattan Mayhem back in the summertime. It's just the first time since Ring about that Ring about has been running that venue that it hasn't sold out. Yeah. And it's the first time in a long time that they haven't run Final Battle. Yeah, there uh, in New in in the city of New York. So I know they did one. Maybe four or five years ago, where it was in Philly, where the main event was Lethal and AJ before AJ went to the WWE, just so they kind of give Lethal the rub. But that they would always run either Terminal Five in New York City or you know Hammerstein. And yeah. It was just like, wow, why are they running Baltimore? That's just I'm like, well, that's probably why they probably needed a smaller and cheaper venue because their ticket sales are down. Yeah, which is it's just a shame. Hopefully, they turn around in this year. You know, yeah, because the talent's there. The yeah, talent's there. and they get and you know there's a bunch of indie guys that could sign to. To beef up the talent, I know a bunch of people debuted at uh, the tapings. I seen some pictures. Some people I don't even know. So, yeah, I hope we watch around. that show. Yeah, uh, probably tomorrow. So, um, I guess we'll go into TLC. I, I said I, I was looking at the card yesterday because I didn't know anything on it. Really, the only two matches that jumped out to me were Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy, which I saw uh, today. I watched it today because by the time I got home on Sunday, it was that match got was just finished. But that was by far the best match that I saw. I did see bits and I did see the main event, which just seemed a little bit off. And it turns out, I guess uh, Kari Sane wound up getting hurt. Yeah, it, 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 people are saying that she probably got a concussion because it just seemed like it was very early on too. She was like, she did that spot where she had the uh, fire extinguisher and she sprayed like she crawled in the ring. They pulled her out. And she had a fire extinguisher, and then she did that weird spot with the table where she was like, I don't know, going for her elbow or something. And Charlotte moved and she just hit it. And I, and I think someone said when Charlotte was throwing a chair and hit her in the head or something. But she threw a monitor. Yeah, you, okay. You really can't see it. I actually just watched it. I was waiting for you to call. She threw a monitor, and all of a sudden you see it hit something, and then it kind of ricocheted back. <laughs> so my, I think that was Carrie's head, yeah. yeah. So she was out of it. You could tell. My friends were, were texting me saying, no, she <laughs> said she looks lazy. I was like, I think something's wrong. She looks lost. Like, she didn't know what was going on. And she had a concussion, man. You're knocked loopy. You don't know what's going on. And then, like, Charlotte went yeah. for the power bomb, and she was... In a weird position. Her, yeah. yeah. And o- Oscar was taking a lot of that, I guess, to make up for it. So, I mean, the match wasn't 
wasn't that good because Kyrie got knocked a little loopy there. But um, that I seen the. Did you see Bray versus The Miz? That's when I started watching. I will say this. I was getting ready to say I did, that was by no means was it Okada Omega. No, but that was entertaining. That's what I thought. As all get up, that and was so fun. The Miz played his part real well, and it wasn't the fiend. You didn't have to worry about the stupid red light. It was just Bray Wyatt. He came out like doing basically the Mister Rogers gimmick. Yeah, and then like he he kept getting in and out of the ring. Yeah, like, holding up the belt. So nuts for him. It was like the most over thing on that. That's show. what I thought. I was like, "Where's well, your your number one baby face here?" <laughs> you know, it's like. Well, you would think so, but then the real number one baby face came out at the end of the, yeah. the, end of the match. Like the match wasn't bad. I thought, yeah, it's not five stars or anything. It was entertaining. I mean, a lot of people were saying, "Why did the Miz like?" Because Bray Wyatt was trying to like you know abduct his wife and kids, and the Miz still he's he, you know he's so mad, but he comes out. And he still does his pose at the top of the ramp, and he still lets his music play. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, you, you, there's a guy that tried to like abduct a wife and kids, and you're still gonna do your pose. Meanwhile, a guy who gets his haircut wants to beat the hell out of him. So it's like, at the end of the match, the lights go out. Whoa, whoa! The, the fiend's face comes up, and then Bray's like, oh, okay, I'll do it. He gets that big goofy. Yeah, he's, going, he's here. He's here, and he won with yeah. his sister Abigail, and that was which, a memorable cloud. Yeah, was which was cool. Yeah, and he, then he gets the Harley Quinn hammer. Then lights go out. Well, they start, there's noise. Lights go out again. Then there's a uh, somebody in a red, a uh, maroon hoodie there. Who could that be? And it's it's Daniel Bryan. Hits the knee. Hits a couple kicks. Takes the hood off. And he looks like Daniel Bryan from 2010. He looks like Brian Daniel. Yes, he the does. American Dragon, the baddest MFer in the world. Yeah. And then he he does the uh, basically you're gonna get your bleeping head kicked in stomp. So it's like oh man. Yeah. Hopefully I I hope they call him the American Dragon. You know. That'd be cool. I mean, but but there's merchandise on top, probably yeah. not. But I mean, you know, I, they don't have to call him Brian Danielson. I mean, that'd be cool too. But they probably won't for copyright. But yeah, it was cool. And then lights go off again, and and it's, uh, Bray Wyatt's out of there. So we're gonna see that match eventually. But I'm I'm glad uh, Daniel Bryan's back, and he looks like usually I get mad when someone cuts their hair, but uh, he looks just like how when I first seen him. So I'm happy. And he has a real short beard too now. Just. It's it's ROH Daniel Bryan. It's ROH. Yeah. yeah, I thought he's gonna have his, his head. Now when he had his head shaved, we were talking about this on the podcast last week. When he had his head shaved, he had the long beard. Yeah. So no, this was basically Ring of Honor champion Daniel Bryan. Yeah, so, so not only that, but it made Amber happy because he does not like uh, any <laughs> long hair or long beards or anything. And I'm like, that's exactly how he looks because he does Ring of Honor run. Sure yeah. enough, I Google Daniel Bryan Ring of Honor champion and send it to him because that's exactly how he looks now. I was like, yeah, he just didn't have that pretty Ring of Honor belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember when he had that and the FIP. That's on the back of the one shirt they have. Remember the best in the world shirt from ROH? Yeah, yeah he has holding up both of them. But so good stuff. Uh, yeah, just I, I hope that they just do a regular singles match with Char- with Charlotte and Becky versus uh Suzuki Warriors. Yeah. Once uh once Kari gets gets back, because I I just got a feeling that 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 match would just absolutely tear the roof. Yeah, yeah. You know? it, it's just you know Kyrie got knocked loopy and she was. It happens. You know it yeah. happens. It's unfortunate. It, that it was on a pay per view and it was the main event of yeah. a pay per view and it was the last thing people saw. Yeah, and they were like, oh, oh. so you know I don't I don't blame her at all. And then I watched uh, Bobby Lashley vs Rusev and it started off all right and I'm like eh, and then I just I. I zoned I out. Asleep. Yeah, I zoned I out. It was 13 mad. minutes and it was boring. And uh, Bobby Lashley who, who wins. went over? Bobby Lashley. So I guess it's like, oh, I, I stole your girlfriend. Now I win. See you later. Unless they're going to continue it. I don't know how they continue this stupid storyline. And then beforehand, they had a video package that was like like that TMZ guy. Where he's like, hey, and then Bobby Lashley and Lana were making out. And it's like, oh, that's the way they treat it serious. So that, that was kind of stupid. It's like, Ugh. And then uh, I'll just go on the record. A couple matches. Um, 
New Day beat uh, Revival. I heard that match. I was heard that was good. really good. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it. I have to go back and watch that. It was one almost twenty minutes. Alistair Black beat Buddy Murphy. I heard that was another good one. That's why I heard that was great. Pay per view start off good and then went down. Viking Raiders, uh, War Machine beat uh, the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson in a double countout. Then um, King Corbin beat Bar- Roman Reigns when they brawled through the rest of the match or through the night. I'm sure that was kind of a stinker. And then, as I said, Bray Wyatt and this. So. I know everyone's kind of saying an okay pay-per-view. I think the TLC stipulation hurts it because it's like, oh, we have to have this match. We have to have that match. I was like, mm. They should kind of just kill that pay-per-view and the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Because now it's like, we need to have, not only that, but we need to have two Hell in the Cell matches on yeah. that pay-per-view. They should just do the Hell in the Cell match and it means something like once every few years. Yeah, instead of, oh, we have to have the Hell in the Cell. We have to have a women's Hell in the Cell. Now it's like, eh, no, you don't. <laughs> Yeah, not only that, but the last two men's Hell in the Cell matches ended oh. no finishes. Seth and uh, The Fiend, and last year was uh, Strowman and Roman. Remember when Brock, Brock came oh, in? Oh, yeah. Like an F5, yeah no, I'm like, oh, everyone cannot continue. And I'm like, man, anybody remember those Hell in the Cell matches in the late 90s? Yeah, yeah. And they, were, they, they took more than one move, so yeah. The, the, the Hell in the Cell, maybe let, yeah, so. let the Hell in the Cell sleep for a year or two. And yeah, especially so. now you got War Games, and it's NXT, it blows it away. But that was the three that. pay-per-views. How, how was the, the UFC pay-per-view? Did you catch any of that? I did not. By the time I got home, and I will talk about my side, by the time I got home, uh, I was I was, I was was going to try to find it somewhere. I didn't want to pay the $60 for it. I was going to find it somewhere. I was even thinking about maybe me and Amber going to a bar and watching. Mm-hmm. I was so tired <laughs> that I'm like, I was kind of blessing this guys, but I did wind up watching the main event uh, today. Someone sent me... Uh, Maybe legal means to watch it. It actually it was all over YouTube. I'm just gonna say if you just type in Colby Covington versus Carl Usman, yeah, it's all over YouTube. Just like Ronda's fights. Because you know? of the ESPN Plus thing, this is the year that I've watched the least UFC because mm. they you usually would get a handful of free fights and then there'd be some really good pay per views and some other stuff like that. But the main event was the best MMA fight I've seen all year. Really? It wow. was twenty three and a half minutes. Ooh. of that's long of for a the, real fight. Uh, <laughs> You know, what happened was both these guys were great wrestlers. So you figure you see some wrestling, you know, usually wrestlers really do a really good job of, like, pushing the pace, pushing the guy up against the fence, and really trying to take their wind out. Mm-hmm. And there was no takedown attempts at all because basically I think they both respected their wrestling. So it was just that these two guys just trading back and forth. And how I know you don't watch too much MMA. So what happens in title fights, there's uh, five five-minute rounds. So I had a dead even going into, you know, two rounds apiece going into the last round. However, the only thing is, all four of those rounds were razor thin. Okay. Like, man, I've seen, you know, so it's like, I don't know who won any of these rounds. I'm like, I think Covington won, definitely won round two, and Usman definitely won round three. But I've seen it where they, we judges before, especially in Vegas, have flipped it the other way. So it very easily could have been 3-1, 2-2, 4-0, going into that fifth round. But then what happened is Usman kept hitting Covington, like, and he hit him with a big right hand towards the end of the fourth, mm-hmm. right in the jaw, and you can see that his, uh, Colvin Covington, when he was circling the cage, his jaw was down, so it's like, yeah, he's got he's to have a broken jaw, Ooh. and Usman, and then, but Covington kept coming at him, like, man, it's like, you think about it, you got a broken jaw, and this guy just broke your jaw four minutes ago, he'd kind of be running away, but he just kept throwing bombs at him, mm. and then, uh, he wound up getting caught with a combination of about 90 seconds left, and then, uh, Usman wind up putting Covington away, but it was it was just a great, great UFC fight. Oh, that's good, that's great. Because uh, you so. know, UFC, you don't you don't hear as much about UFC as you once did. Like it was like it was super hot like five years ago, 
and now it's kind of probably because that ESPN thing. It's just not as well, and no stars really. Aside There's from no big stars. Connor, John Jones, who's uh, one of their biggest stars, and he's always in trouble, you know, with the law, like you know, bail. And then every time he fails some sort of drug test, like oh no, was it pain is supplement or they're they're arguing the benefit of the doubt. Conor McGregor has a spot. Last time he fought was when we were at New Comic Con, which was over a year. Ooh. Yeah. So he got he got. I mean, Bloom is off the ropes, but then because he got destroyed in that fight, and then he's fighting. Uh, I believe he's fighting in February, but he said he's going to fight three times in 2020. I'm like, yeah, he, this is going to be his only fight. Yeah. So obviously Lesnar, who's a huge draw, not there. Ronda Rousey, you know, not there. Now Amanda Nunes is she's a she holds two champions, uh, two belts in two different divisions. She's just a killer. She's probably the best MMA women's fighter of all time. She knocked out Ronda Rousey in about, I think, like 58 seconds. And that, that's, the, that's the fight that caused Ronda to retire. Mm-hmm. And just, just, she's just not a huge draw like how Ronda was. So it's like, yeah, you just don't have those big stars. Yeah, and that, that kind of hurts them. And, and it's, it's tough. Like, how do you build someone up? You can't really, I mean, you put them out there and hope they win, right? Yeah, so exactly. You can't control it. You yeah. know, and Gator White always says, Vince McMahon's the smartest promoter because he can he can control the outcome. There's no other sport where you can control the outcome from. Mm-hmm. I agree. But anyway, so, let uh, talk about your Saturday. Tell everyone where you went. We'll go right well, into that. I, yeah, I trekked back to the old Ring of Honor dojo in uh, Bristol, Pennsylvania, the now Worldwide Dojo. That's ran by uh, Phoenix Italian Cheeseburger. Yeah, I see that. I did and not know that, and I seen that over the weekend. I was like, how about that? <laughs> so... It was supposed to start at 1, and I was like, well, I, I haven't been in this building in 10, 11 years, and I was going there for an hour. Shelly sent me up. It was supposed to seven hours, 1 to 4. It's like, all right, so I put, you know, it's a little under two-hour drive. I'm like, okay, I figured I'd be home 6, 6, 30. I figured I'd have to get done, you know, uh, changing and saying goodbye to everybody, and, you know, so I figured I'd be home around 6, 6, 30. So I get there probably about quarter after 12, and uh, Amber had packed me, like, a bag of, like, lunch and stuff, so because, you know, I figured it, it, you, you, that's right around my lunchtime, the time that I eat. Mm-hmm. So I ate, and then it's about 12.30, I go into the doors, and there's three other guys that were there, so now the doors are locked. So I got it, so we're sitting there, we're talking, and one guy claimed at House of Glory, trained by the Amazing Red. Okay. And then the tag team that was there, that I find out were the Amazing Graces, who they were really, really good. They were trained by, um, what's it called, Glory Pro? Glory Flow with Pat Buck. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they were out of New York. So, you know, I got to talk to them, but uh, Berger and Shelly didn't get there till like, a little bit after one. Mm. They apologized to everybody for being late. So we get into the dojo, and it was, it was a little different. Cause I remember the ceiling was really low. You couldn't do anything up the top rope. So they moved, they moved some ceiling blocks. But the Smith machine that Claudio broke from, like, <laughs> 14 years ago was still there and it has <laughs> a note on it saying the Smith machine has not been fixed yet. Please do not use. So I don't know if it got rebroke oh, or boy. it never got fixed. <laughs> You've been sitting there today. Hey, leave that broke. Claudio broke that. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff, you know, was, was still there. There was a whole bunch of autograph pictures from New Japan stars. Uh, they just said to ROH Dojo, you know, like Tanahashi, Okada, Ghetto, Ghetto, uh, Gallows, Anderson, Nakamura. Uh, so that was really cool. Now where the old office was, where my boy Shane Hagedorn used to used to fill out the order forms and send out your tapes and DVDs. There was uh, just a whole bunch of like old school Japanese posters, which I thought was really cool. So we, by the time we got in there, stretched out. It was about one thirty. So Shelly gets in the ring and he and I'm not going to go beat by beat. Yeah, here forever. So he just says, you know, I you guys paid for three hours. We're you know uh, we're probably going to go to about five. If you guys need to leave at four four thirty, 
that's fine. You won't, you won't, uh, you know, just let me know. Because you guys won't, uh, you won't offend me. Because, you know, because we thought we were supposed to go before. So, basically, it was half talking, half uh, wrestling. So, he basically was talked about how when he first started, Sabu told him, gave him some advice that he used. He basically said, take three wrestlers that you want to be, take those three styles and meld them in your own. Like Sabu said, it was Bruiser Brody, obviously the Sheik, and I forget who the last person was who he melded himself into. Mm. I thought that was kind of funny because as a tag team, I think the number one team that I think that me and you emulate the most is the Rock and Roll Express. Mm-hmm. And number two is probably the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, so I'll, like, say, I'll just say, do, do the machine guns, you know? <laughs> Depending where we're standing, that might mean something different. Yeah, so it was just like, huh, how about that? So it's yeah. like, oh, this should be a really good seminar. So Alex Shelley is a, he, he basically even said he goes 40 hours a week, he works as a licensed physical therapist. So he oh. basically showed a whole bunch of stretches and a whole bunch of things to, you know, to get your get your wrestling career longer. I'm like, great, because, you know, I'm pretty well beat up after 17 years. Yeah, and that's something so, that you don't, you, you don't, you have no idea that you would be learning and, and you could uh, actually use, you know? It's yeah, not something where I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn all these suplexes. I'm not going to learn any stretches that can actually be beneficial to me. Yeah, so that was really cool. And then he said, okay, here's what we're going to do. He's like, we're going to pair everybody off. We're going to do two minutes of chain. He's like, no hitting the ropes. He's like, no strikes, two minutes of chain. And then I'm going to basically pick it apart. So mm-hmm. I did, you know, I did my chain. And it was just, I had nothing. You know, the guy that they paired me with, like, do you want to call anything? I'm like, I don't call my chain. So if that's cool with you, he's like, no, that's fine. So literally we locked up. And as I, as I always do, I'm like, just grab a hold. And I'll find a way to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So we got done with the two minutes, and Shelly told me, looked at me, goes, well, I goes, you're really, you're really unique. You really know your stuff. He's like, you're, you're, you know, maybe some of your stuff, you just went a little bit too fast. And I was like, yeah, that, that I know. He's just like, mm-hmm. but you know, he's like, I really like how you did this. I really like how you did that. And then I got out of the ring, and then two of the guys were like, oh, I want to steal this. I want to steal that. And it's funny, because whenever I get put into a head scissors, I do this spot that I actually took. I saw Shelly did years ago when he was wrestling with Doug Williams from Ring of Honor, where he basically... What he does when he's in the head scissors, he takes his legs and he would cross them underneath his opponent's legs and then flip them over. Oh, yeah. However, yeah. whenever I'm in the head scissors, I can't do that because somebody's <laughs> sitting on the apron goes, do the Austin Aries. Yelling for a uh, former two-time <laughs> champion, Austin Aries. Which would be, which would be if we, those people who don't understand who I'm talking about, that would be my tag partner. So I always do it just to pop them. And I actually even brought that up. I said, I haven't done that counter <laughs> in years because I always do the Austin Aries because my tag partner ops me with it. So. Oh, that's funny. So I thought that was really cool. There was, and there was a lot of really good talent. Willa Yuta was there. Okay. He was um, at the True Wrestling show we, we did in uh, the one at the new building. Yeah, in place. Yes. Yeah, so he was there. I mean, there was a lot. There was two, these two twins that were from clearly from Canada because they had a thick, that thick accent. They were there. Um, they did a, uh, they were really good. So everybody there was really good. All of the Worldwide Dojo students were there. They were really good. There was, I mean, there was a lot of people that really, really impressed me. Um, so then like, a lot of it was Q&A. And then he's like, okay, he's like, we're going to do five-minute matches. He's like, if anybody that's a tag team, you know, let me know. And I'm like, man, I wish Heather was here because yeah. they were doing, he was doing tag clinic stuff. Oh, man. So then he was basically talking about a whole bunch of spots that him and Saban would do in Zero One, and there's some spots that they would that they wanted to do in New Japan. And they said he goes, and he said, uh, "There's one tag team we were working." They said, "No, we don't want to do that." And he's like, "Well, why?" He's like, "Because we never done anything that it won't get over." And he's like, "Well, we're wrestling four shows in a row. I think I, you know, if it doesn't work here, he's like, we won't do it again." He's like, "So the the spot that they did worked." 
So, and I knew he was talking about because it's like, well, you know, because I'm thinking when he first got to New Japan, who, you know, when he was with Saban, the team that they feuded with was Apollo 55. So, yeah. Devitt and uh, Taguchi. So, I'm like, he didn't, he didn't say any names, but I'm like, that's what it has to, have, what it has to be. Yeah. So, uh, they did, like I said, um, when he when they were pairing up the matches, they said anybody that's a tag team will do tag matches. So he he broke down a lot of the tag match stuff, and then uh, and afterwards when I was leaving, I made some connections. So cool. There's, there's a good possibility you guys will be seeing Team Blue and Gold from a lot of different uh, places in uh, you know 2020. So yeah. I told him I would absolutely return the favor if I can get some of these guys in the backbreakers. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. absolutely. So cool. But uh, so then, basically, the reason why I was so tired is because this thing was supposed to end originally at four. It didn't get done until quarter after six. Oh boy! Well, yeah. So yeah, that's, so that's something where I'm like, well, I'm gonna so stay as long as so, I'm gonna go, you know? Yeah. So we paced for three hours and we got uh, about four. So, oh, hey, I'm good. sorry, we got about five. So, oh, that's great. So Al Shell gave us two extra hours and no extra charge. And was, and I met him. I've been on shows with him in in Chikara and no, not Chikara, I did in the South. And of course, Ring of Honor is always super nice to me, and I just it's just a super, super good dude, down to earth dude. Uh, it was awesome. It was probably one of the best clinic things that I've oh, done. But yeah, that's, it was kind of surreal to be back me. in that building, you know, back in the building where I was, you know, trained with Punk, trained with Joe. You know, I've done you know workouts with Austin Aries. I've done workouts with uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. Where I've done you know workouts with Kenta. So it was just really cool to kind of be, be back in that building. That's cool how they're still having that building for the train guys. Yeah, so I know a while back they did a seminar with Harry Smith, mm. and I think I was on a show, so I'm definitely going to be on the on the lookout whenever they're doing other seminars. I would definitely, uh, definitely love to uh, go back there. Yeah, for anybody who's wrestling, who's listening to this, it can't hurt at all. I mean, they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to yell at you. I mean, they might tell you what you're doing wrong, but they're not going to make fun of you or anything. They're just going to learn. So there's no negatives yeah. to going to a seminar. That's the idea. You go, you're going to seminars, you're going to clinics, you're going to training. You yeah, get, get better. better. Yeah, I mean, unless you're going to a seminar by Great Khali, I, I wouldn't. I would say don't go to that. <laughs> How dare you, yeah. sir? I don't think he's giving any seminars. How dare you? So you tell me about your Saturday. So I, I, I had a ACW in Stevens, PA. Now this was the last show at that fire hall in Stevens, PA. And the funny thing was, I was on the first show there years ago, and I think they were there. So it was over ten years ago. They we're not really sure if it was eleven years, twelve, or ten. Somewhere around there, and I was like, wow, I was on the first show here, because I remember when we were in the smaller firehouse. So I wrestled a guy that uh, Tate trained called Jack Hershey, and he comes out, and he throws Hershey kisses to the crowd, and he has, like, uh, like chocolate bars on his tights, and I think it says, like, too sweet or something so sweet, something like that. But anyway, it was a pretty good match. We were the first match, and uh, they only had, like, five, six minutes or something like that. They wanted me to uh, roll them up and pull the tights and get a little dirty there, so because uh, they need some bad guys. So, but it was it was a good match. It was just kind of back and forth. Let's just we were both like faces. I like just go back and forth. You know, we start off like you know I, I went for like a uh, clothesline, back elbow. He ducks. Then you know he runs at me. I, I duck two of his, and then I sweep him. Go for the elbow. He moves, sweeps me. He goes for the elbow. I move, and then we do double drop kick, fa- stand off. So we did that, and uh, you know I would say I rolled him up and uh, cheated to win. But it was it was a it was a fun little show. The main event was a uh, Dane Smith versus uh, Bro Keller, Pinfalls County were for the. ACW heavyweight title and uh, Dame Dame retained, but it was it was a good show. I watched some of the matches, and it's pretty cool how ACW does. They do like half um, women's matches and half men's matches, so it's like usually eight matches on the card and four women's and four. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so every show's like that, and then we have another show on the twenty eighth of this month at uh, Club Reed Reverend Reading. So I don't know who I'm wrestling yet. They didn't say, but uh, I don't think they announced any matches at all. But it was a good time, and it was the last. Uh, Show up to Stevens Fire Hall, and then uh, I know Tate said he's got some more buildings. He said possibly in Lancaster, 
uh, Ephrata, and uh, of course Reading at the uh, Club Reverb, and, and somewhere else around the area there. So ACW on Facebook is how Championship Wrestling. It was a good time. What's that date you have for ACW 25th? The, the 28th of uh, this month, so a couple days after Christmas. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you're back at it again. Yeah, yeah, they're having two, I guess, the uh, Club Reverb, one of them back, so he has two shows this month. So I'm like, hey, I can, I can do that. And then he have the next two after that are Friday night shows, so... I know they're. I think they're both at Club Reverb again. One's in February, and March. Friday night show. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I can do those. Cause even if I'm booked Saturday, work Friday. So, but anyway, if you have time, check out the Tom Championship Wrestling on Facebook. You're Good rocking stuff. and rolling, buddy. Let's yeah. go to. Uh, I go. Well, we really have to review. I mean, we don't have to review NWA or. I mean, Impact was a fun show. Uh, main event was was actually a fun match. It was Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock. Oh. Shamrock even just doesn't want to take any bumps because he's 55. Like, he wasn't yeah, posting many suplexes. Can't blame him. But, like, yeah. his striking was, like, really precise and really stiff. I'm like, man, if Shamrock just, like, has a match where he's striking somebody for, like, seven, eight minutes, I'm down. Yeah, just work, like, a strong-style match, you know, and that without the suplexes, just clotheslines and stuff. Yeah, because, like, they did a spot where Sammy was trying to suplex him to the outside. And I even thought in the even wrestle booth in the pay-per-view that he just, he just well, like, I don't know if his timing was off or he just didn't want to bump, whatever. And I understand the guy. All those years in the MMA and all those years in pro wrestling, he's just fought. And especially for how well he looks, you know he's in the gym. Oh, he's yeah, probably got to be pretty well beat up. But they did it, man. He's striking with Callahan. Was, it was excellent. I was really enthralled with it. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't get to see any of Impact. And then there obviously there wasn't an NWA weekly show this week because of the pay-per-view. So Yeah, so I guess it's a quick review there. Let's go into the Wednesday Night Wars. I thought both these shows were, were excellent. Yeah, I, I, I watched um, AEW first like I normally do in the NXT after, but they cut a lot out of the NXT. I didn't get to see that uh, Breezango match, uh, Fashion Police. So I didn't get to see that. And then it was like one other match they cut out. But uh, the main event, what was the, what, what, what was the main event? Um, the three-way. The three-way. The three-way. Yeah, the three-way. That was very good. And then the opening match was awesome. I think that was the best match of the whole Wednesday night, which uh, Angel Garza defeating Leo Rush for the three-way title. And he proposed to his girlfriend in the commercial break. Yeah. 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 I was like, what a night for him. So, yeah, they're, they're the guy who's going to be a star. Hopefully, when they hopefully they don't misuse him when he gets to the main roster. But in the next, uh, maybe not the next year, but in two years, I can see him an NXT champion. I think uh, Keith Lee will get it first. And I don't see Finn Bauer winning it. I guess it's what Finn versus Adam Cole. I think is, was announced to start next week. Well, this week. Yeah, it's basically almost like mini takeover, mini uh, AEW yeah. paper. How about it? Set. Yeah, I know because and then they're both going to take like a break and I think show a highlight show for NXT for Christmas because you know who's going to watch on Christmas. And I, I don't even think AEW, because TNT plays uh, Christmas Story all day, so I don't think there'll be any AEW at all for Christmas week, but that's okay. But uh, uh, AEW was, was I, yeah, yeah, a solid show. Um, You had the, uh, what was it, was that the one, the promo with Jungle Boy and Chris Jericho? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was very good. <laughs> and uh, what, 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 there was, a, oh, the tag match, uh, Kenny and Hangman versus Pac and Sean Spears? Was it? Yes. Uh, no. It was Sean Spears and... Pac, right? Or was Pac have a singles no. match? I, I forget. No, it wasn't Pac. Oh, geez. I don't know. Because Tully Blanchard basically oh, came, that's uh, right. he got a promo. It wasn't uh, Sean Spears and who was it? It wasn't Pac. I thought it, I thought it was. And see, see what happens when it's a couple days later. I'll, I'll type in the uh, AW results real quick. But anyway. Well, why, I, you talk, why, you, why you're, why you're, you're taking a look at that? I do want to just piggyback real quick on the NXT show. I did text you and I said, man, I said, I know you're prob- probably looking to throw away. But Breezango versus uh, the, the, the Bollywood Boys and the Singboys or whatever they're called was great. It's like five or six minutes, 
and it was like on fast forward, like Fandango did a top rope Falcon Arrow Ooh. on Kenta, wow. and then there was a crazy bump that the Sting brother. I mean, if you remember when they were Jinder Mahal, they were always taking dumb bumps. They did this crazy apron bump, and then they did like this really crazy bump on the outside of the ramp, and then the finish of the match was uh, was a, just a regular Falcon Arrow. Like man, it was like it was like like it was like we lost. It was like five minutes of like faulty. Like right from the get go, it was like the matches on fast forward. It's too bad that they cut it out on the time they yeah. watch it. They cut it was a fun match. Wow, yeah. Hulu decides to cut it down to an hour, sometimes an hour and ten, and that was more matches they cut out. And I was like, oh, okay, well, thank you. I mean, they always leave it in the first match and the main event usually, and then any big storyline thing. So I, I got the results here. Well, first, AW <laughs> start off where John Moxley beat um, the, uh, what's his name, something Reynolds. Uh, he beat him in, yeah. in like two I'll send him John Silver. Yes. Yeah, from CCW. Yeah, which which is awesome. Good for them. Now they're teasing their join the Dark Order. But Moxley beats Reynolds in, in two two minutes. And then uh the other one comes in, uh Silver, and then he gives him a kick in the dirty deed slash paradigm shift slash death rider and gets him too. So a uh, hot start for that. Then there was Cody and QT Marshall versus Butcher Blade. I thought this wasn't bad. QT Marshall that was great. I yeah. thought it was great. QT Marshall uh, is is kind of like they're like uh, the jobber that can you know, <laughs> and, and he, he did that. I thought, like, he looked, I thought he looked great. I yeah, me too. Like weak link in the back. I thought he looked great. They, they, I mean, they did a great job showcasing. Yeah, I mean, he did the the kind of the space flying tiger drop, and it was a little wonky, but I th- I thought it fit his character and fit the whole like he's overachieving. And the Butcher and Blade looked pretty good too. I know Andy Williams is the uh, guitar player for Every Time I Die. My friends like actually talks to him a little bit on uh. I think Instagram or something about guitar stuff, and he's like, oh, I, I text him, I go, hey, he's wrestling tonight. He's like, oh, I'm not home. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we'll watch it when you get home. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a good match, and of course, uh, we'll have they yeah that Butcher and Blade hit the finish on uh, QT Marshall, and then they're doing the whole thing where Cody Cody don't have no friends, and Darby Allen says, I'll I'll be your friend, but I want that uh I want a match and get his win back because uh, Cody beat him on the first. Uh, no, it was the Heaven of Oh, was it? Oh yeah, that's right, it was. Yeah, yeah. So he wants to. Have a match and beat him. So I, I like that. I mean, yeah, Cody has no friends because they're all busy. Then MJF had to cut that great promo. And then there was Big Swall versus Amy Sakura, which maybe went a little too long, I thought. But still, it was, it was a good showcase for her. Yeah, they did a good job showcasing uh, Big Swall. Yeah. Yep. And I like her finish with the dirty dancing, the uh, rainmaker into the spinning uh, forearm. And then we go, oh, yeah, it was Handbag Page and Ket- Kenny Omega versus Kip Sabian and Sean Spears. Kip, Kip Sabian, the forgotten member of AEW. I, th- th- I thought this match was very good, too. And then Hangman does that thing where he, uh, Kenny goes for the pin, and then uh, hits, he hits uh, whatever he hit, I forget. And then Hangman tags him, yeah, yeah. Hangs him in yeah. and just uh, gets the pin. So well, I think he wanted to tease the tension with, uh, with Kenny and... Yeah, but I think so, because I know being the elite, uh, Hangman announced that he was leaving... The elite for a while because he just needs to find himself or something. Now and now, like today, is he's walking around drunk. So I don't know if they're giving him a drunk gimmick or. What, well, they announced today that the opening match is going to be Kenny and Hangman versus the Lucha Brothers. Oh wow! And, and, for, for, and you know, even though they're they're doing the storyline, Kenny and uh, Hangman make a pretty good tag team. They sure do. Yeah. Yep. So I, I'm all for that. And then oh, Luchasaurus versus Sammy Guevara. I, I don't know. I this one I thought was a little little off. Luchasaurus is such a big dude. And he does them cool kicks, but they look awkward. Like. In the time he could do one kick, he could just punch him twice, you know? But, I mean, I, I get he wants to show up the kicks. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. And then the, other than the main event, the uh, the Young Bucks versus uh, Santana Ortiz and Street Fighter. I thought that was crazy. That was great. And then I found out, I think, the next day that uh, Nick Jackson was sick with the flu. Yeah. He could barely move until, like, 
until like the show started. I think the show started to got up, and then I'm like, yeah, I couldn't tell at all. Yeah, and me either. I mean, he looked great. The match was terrific. On, on being elite this week, they said like <laughs> they they had a doctor that gave him vitamins and everything they possibly could do to get him to be able to do the match. But yeah, he didn't miss a beat there. No, not at all. And that was. Well, I uh, think that was smart. If they're going to come back, like basically mini takeover, you young bucks are the biggest stars. Yeah. Because obviously the winners get a tag title shot, and it's got to be the bucks. Yeah. Because they're they the they're the bigger stars, and then they basically did a an all Southern California pro wrestling showdown to end the show. Yeah, it was kind of a, a PWG match. <laughs> what, what, what they call the 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 wild fights there? Um. Oh, Grilla Warfare. Yeah, yeah, Grilla Warfare. Yeah, so that's basically what they it was. Even showed, they even had a highlight package where they showed him in all the Grilla Warfare. Yeah, stuff. and how about that first appearance of uh, Kevin Owens in AEW? <laughs> or Kevin Steen, yeah. I should say. Yeah, so I always say, you know, I've seen maybe about 80 to 90% of pro, re- uh, pro wrestling Grilla stuff, but all of it. I, I, I think the, even though, you know, I get asked who you think the best overall performer in PWG, usually you go with like a singles guy, but to me it's the Young Bucks. Right. And uh, they they wheeled those grill warfare match. They had a, a crazy one with Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae. Right? Oh, oh yeah, I'd like they, to see that one. That they, was the one where they, she's yeah, all bloody, eh? That's yeah. So what happens is they bring out a uh, a boot like a thumbtack, mm. boot to the bottom. They switch to Candice, and that's where her face gets all oh, shaped wow. up. Yeah, the world's uh, cutest tag team. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, but it, yeah, all in all, good stuff. So. It's, so I think I think they this with this was the week they tied on the ratings. Yeah, it, they were exactly tied. It was like seven, seven, uh, seven, seven hundred seventy thousand, seven hundred eighty thousand. They were exactly tied. That's crazy. That's good That's because awesome. I want awesome. I want I one to win and then the other one because that way they'll just be they both stay good shows because they're trying to one up each other. Yeah, I think AEW was the better show, not by much. Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, but I think it's awesome that that it's 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 it's, it's so close to rain that they had a tie. Yeah. It's weird because it's like these shows are, are blowing Raw and SmackDown out of the water. Like it's not even close, but then Raw and SmackDown are getting like you know two million. I was like, I wish the ratings were reversed, where like Raw and SmackDown were getting seven hundred thousand and AW and NXT were getting two million. Yeah, so all in all, good stuff. Good, good. You know, obviously good, good week of wrestling. No, oh, yeah, I agree. A lot of wrestling. Yeah, you know, a lot of pay per views. Get a chance to really consume all of it. To let's see, what do you want to move? Let's see, we want to move into some comic talk. Or should we go over the Wrestle Kingdom card first? Let me pull that up. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we'll yeah. go over the Wrestle Kingdom card. It's basically, as you're pulling it up, it's basically like the first five or six Wrestle Kingdoms where they would have a whole bunch of multi matches, and then you could basically be built around uh, three or four big matches. Obviously, the last few years they couldn't do that because there's so many stars. But if you're looking at the card, you're like, oh. That's what they're doing. That makes sense. But, like, the biggest thing to me that I'm kind of, like, that shakes my head at is Tanahashi, even though he's wrestling Jericho in a big match on the 5th, he's got no match on the 4th. Yeah, I thought they'd throw him in a random tag match or something. They said this would be the first time Tanahashi hasn't wrestled on January 4th in, like, like I think it's, like, 10 years or something like that. Yeah, like, just, like, John, John Cena. I don't, I don't know if you saw everything yeah. on today. John Cena did not wrestle in one single pay-per-view this entire year. Yeah, and they said that's the first time in 17 years. I was like, that's whoa. Crazy. How about it? That's insane. Yeah, even WrestleMania, he just came out and he did that. Uh, he basically came out dressed up as old school battle rap John Cena and then beat up Elias. Yeah, and that was it. I mean, it got over, but yeah, he didn't actually wrestle. So I got the cards here. They actually have this, like some some uh, pre-show matches on. So oh, really? Go ahead. Yeah, night one, uh, the great the GBH, Great Bash Heel, Hanman, and Togi Makabe. With Yuya, Yuya Yuimura and Yuta Tsuji, Samir Lions versus Tohinari, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks. Who, the, all them, uh, 
SoCal guys that uh, Shibata's training. They, they all look like they're going to be huge stars. Um, good for them getting on the dome. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, how awesome is that? And then the next uh, pre-show match is Tenkozy and Tenzan and Kojima versus Yuji Nagata and Minobu Nakanishi. So let me get the last one. Oh, that'll be there. fun. Yeah. You know, Nakajiji, I mean, he's just a big guy who can barely move. Yeah. That'll be fun. I mean, that's a cool Legends match. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's that's a two pre-show for night one. Then it, it's, according to, I don't know if this is the order, but uh, if it's going to kick off with the Jushin Liger tag match him, Fujinami, Great Sasuke, and Tiger Mask with El Samurai versus Naoki Sano, Shinjo Otani, Tatsuhita Takaiwa, and Rusuki Taguchi. So that that should be a fun match. I'm, I'm sure, sure everyone's going to get a little moving there. Then you got LIJ, Evil Sonata, and Shingo, and Bushi versus Suzuki Gun, Suzuki, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., El Desperado. And it seems like really only Suzuki what he's getting here. So, like, you know how the rumors of him leaving? I, I, well, I don't blame him if he leaves because he's not really getting nothing at Wrestle Kingdom. Then uh, up next, you got uh, Team Chaos, which is Hoki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, Toriyano, and Yoshihashi versus Bullet Club, Fale, Chase Owens, Kenta, and Ijiro Takahashi. I, I would say that has to be. That's like basically just a preview Kenta. for yeah. uh, Goto. Yeah, Kenta. yeah. So that's that's, that that's what that's going to lead up to. I mean, that's kind of a filler match. Then you got the Gorillas of Destiny defending against the uh, World Tag League winners, Finjuice, Juice Robinson, Dave Finley. I'm hoping they win the belts there, and I think they will because that the tag division needs a, needs a shot in the arm. Um, then you got Lance Archer versus John Moxley in the Texas Death Match, which I'm probably gonna say is their first Texas Death Match in uh, New Japan for the U.S. title. Obviously, Lance Archer uh, won it after John Moxley couldn't defend it. That'll be a nice different. I mean, that match yeah. is gonna really stand out. That's the only be the only super. Like, yeah, I can see Jericho having a crazy brawl because he's doing, but that's on night two, so that yeah. that match is gonna confirm completely stand out. Yeah, and John Moxley would be super over there in the dome. Then you got Will Ospreay defending the. Uh, a junior heavyweight title against Hiromu Takahashi, and we all think Takahashi is going to win there. But it, it, either way, that match will be awesome. That might be a match of the night. Then you got Jay White defending the IC belt against Naito. We all think Naito is going to pick up the IC belt. Then the main event, which I'm sure this will be awesome. This could be a match of the night. Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Ibushi. Of course, Okada defending the title. I think he's going to keep it there. I mean, we'll get into that when we do our preview show. But that's night one. So night one by itself is like, well, that's a great show. Then you got night two. I believe for us it will be Saturday night and then Sunday night, I think. Saturday morning and Sunday Yeah, Sunday morning. morning. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be able to watch one live, and then I have to go to work, so I don't – I'll watch I will one. be watching both of them. Oh, I wow, nice. Sun, that Sunday off work. I was thinking about maybe messing the boss. Like, hey, can I get this day off? I, I have time. <laughs> I still might. Sound like you're getting – sound <laughs> like you got a coffee. Yeah, just so I can uh, watch the <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> and stay up all night and then go to bed and sleep all day. As I drop my paper here. Hold on one second. Okay, let's get into night two here. So then you got, they have opened up a pre-show, one tag match, multiple men. Uh, Togi Makabe, Toriyano, and Taguchi versus the chaos team of Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Robbie Eagles. So that's kind of, oh, oh it's, it's a three-way. First Bullet Club, Battle Fale, Chase Owens, and Takahashi. Yujiro Takahashi, that is. So that's kind of weird that uh, Ishii doesn't have anything this year, except for yeah. tag matches. And then you got uh, third match here. Oh, wait, second match. The Jushin Liger, I guess this will be his, well, maybe not his final match, because I think they said he's going to do that New Year's Dash. I, so think, I think that's his retirement ceremony. Oh, okay. Then this might be his final match. So it's Jushin Liger and Naoki Sano versus Ryu Lee, the former Dragon Lee, and Hiromu Takahashi. That should be a great match. Probably very emotional when Lu Liger, Luger, when Liger retires. Then, then you got a uh, Bull Club, uh, Junior heavyweight tag title match, uh, Taiji Ishimori and El Phantasma versus Rupungi 3K Show and Yo. That should be fantastic. 
They got Zack Sabre Jr. defending the British uh, Rev Pro title against Sonata. That should be another good one. Then you got the uh, the winner of Archer and Moxley versus Juice Robinson. So whoever wins the uh, United States title, if Moxley wins it or if Archer defends it versus Juice Robinson. Do you think Juice picks it up there? Is that why he's doing that? Do you think Juice blocks out with two belts? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I thought about it. No, I, I see him getting a tag belt. Yeah, Moxley. I didn't even think about that. I don't think so. I think Moxley would be on a plane back to the U.S. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, it would be, be fun to see. Who knows? Okay, and then we got Kenna defending the Never title against Goto. That should be a hard-hitting match. I see Kenna keeping that. Then you got the loser of Okada and Ibushi versus the loser of Jay White and Ida. So whoever loses their two belts are wrestling each other. And I've seen somewhere. So somewhere. M- my pick is going to be a rematch of the finals of the G1. Ibushi and uh, Jay White? Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's what's going to be. I mean, maybe Ibushi wins the world title and drops him next night, but I'd, I'd rather him not do that. I'd rather him, if he wins the title, keep it. Here's your, here's your options. You, you either have, now this is just the loser bracket, right? You either have a rematch of the G1 final this past year. You have a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom from a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, which I think we're going to get in the winner's bracket with Okada and Naito. Or you have a rematch from the G1 Supercard main event that tore the roof off the place of Jay White and Okada. So either any way he slices it, yeah, <laughs> it's a win-win situation. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm fine with it. I know, like, like I was saying online, a lot of people are like, why are these people wrestling each other? And eh, who knows? Who cares? <laughs> maybe maybe this is gonna be whoever wins this match will get the uh, the first title shot at whoever is the champion. And then uh, second to last match, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho. This should be something else. I'm looking forward to this one. And then the final match is uh, whoever is the IWGP heavyweight champion defending against whoever is the Intercontinental champion, which we're saying is Okada versus uh, Naito. Naito, yeah. yeah. And then Naito, hopefully, we all want him to win both belts and be Mr. Two Belts and, and leave Wrestle Kingdom finally with the title. I think that's what the fans want. Yeah. I, I think, you know, if you don't give it to him this time, man, you're just going to lose all faith in him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, might as well just leave, but yeah, that's what I think. But so two nights we're getting a wrestle kingdom. It's insane. Or two mornings. Yeah, two mornings. <laughs> whatever, 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 whenever you want to watch it. Once it's up, all you know. Yeah. So I'm lo- really looking forward to it. Day. January fourth and fifth. So now we can get into comics news. Now we got all the wrestling out of the way. Well, real we just one last wrestling thing. They announced two inductees for uh, the Hall of Fame already, the NWO. And not just the NWO, but Hall, Nash, Hogan, and Six. Uh, Six Fox. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Batista. I think zero complaints. They all deserve it. I'm not the biggest Batista fan in the world. Let's face it. Huge star. Mm-hmm. Huge money draw. Probably bigger star now than ever because yeah. of uh, the Marvel but, yeah, movies. Yeah, Drax. So, so now a lot of people are like, oh, why is... Uh, they should just made it just the three. But to me, the NWO, now obviously Hogan, Hall, and Ash are the ones that started all of it. But to me, like, uh, Six Pac was like, he was like the worker of the group. Like, if they ever had a six man or an eight man and they needed like someone to do a majority of yeah. like the actual work work, he was the guy. So I'm like, nope, I'm all for it. And all four of those I don't guys mind, yeah. two time Hall of Famers. Yeah, so, how about that. No, yeah. I'm out. Two big thumbs up for me on both I, those Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. And then I seen some joke thing where, uh, Nikki and uh, Brie Bella were going to the Hall of Fame. I'm like, oh boy. But uh, I don't think yeah, that must have been a, a fake meme. Yeah, well, we'll, 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 tell, well, we'll see. I yeah. mean, you, 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 who knows? I think that Molly Holly should be the next woman that goes in. Yeah, I think she deserves it. I'd like to see Butch Reed go in. They always have somebody that passed away goes in. Yeah. I mean, you have Bundy, Bigelow, Vader. Um, yeah. 
It's in Florida, so I mean, sometimes they go with that Florida thing. So I know Butchery was a big star down in Florida before he went over to uh, Mid South. So I like to see Butchery. I'm a huge fan of Butchery. I like to see him get it. <laughs> and then uh, on one, I think it was Conrad and uh, Tony's podcast the last week. One of the running jokes was Butchery was so over in Florida that he invented uh, Netflix. <laughs> like what? <laughs> He's like, did you know Butchery? Was so over in Florida that he got, it's like, blah, blah, blah. That was the running joke. I think they have a T-shirt now, Butch Reed, over in Florida. Yeah. Well, if you go on YouTube and type in Butch Reed NWA title, and it's one of those, like, fake title wins, like, flares, like, the ref counts to three. Oh, yeah. Flares puts on the rope, and then they, they see it afterwards, and to restart the, the match, dusty finish. the place goes absolutely ballistic. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Cause he was uh, yeah, let's get into uh, some comic stuff, sir. So... Um, so, you tell me where you want to start because we got the Wonder Woman trailer. I want to talk about. Oh yeah, we can say, well, let's just start with that because I didn't read anything. I've been busy and I, I got my books. Uh, last Saturday, I think I read two books so far, so I really haven't read anything. I didn't read anything from last week, and I probably I'll be well, down. It sounds like I'm going to do majority. Yeah, of but the I have news to talk about and stuff to talk about. So, so go. You tell me about what you think of the Wonder Woman trailer. I I, I liked it. Uh, they have that do 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 do. What's that? Uh, Blue Monday song playing? Yeah. And, uh, um, it's uh, yeah. How does it feel? Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel? It, it has, so it has the very eighties vibe. Blue I Monday. No, you're right. Blue Monday. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I I thought it looked great. Um, it, it didn't show too much action. Show a little bit of her like whipping the lasso around. It shows Steve Trevor, and it's kind of like, well, is that like in the old TV show? The, what they played it off is like the first season was uh, back in the day, like in the forties, and then the second season was in the seventies, and the way they did it was uh. Steve Trevor, it was his grandson that happened to look exactly like him. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Well, that's, but at the same time, he didn't know that that was a garbage can. He thought it was a piece of art. So I'm wondering yeah. how they're going to... Yeah, yeah. so I think it's him from the 40s. Like, did he... Did some god or something get him out of that plane and he just... We'll find just, out. Yeah. We will. We're gonna t- and they're going to get our money to find yeah. out. Yeah. And that comes out... It's like Black Widow comes out and then Wonder Woman's like the next month. That's awesome. But I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it, it doesn't show too much. There's not too much to talk about. You see uh, the girl that plays Cheetah, but she's not as Cheetah. Like, I guess when she's going uh, to get, uh, as my fingers off here, as she's, you know, going to the dark side. And then Who's, it, that? Who's that business tycoon guy? Maxwell Lord. Was. You remember that? Uh, did you read, was it 52? The one where Wonder Woman breaks the dude's neck. I'm like, oh, my God, she, she killed the guy. Oh, uh, was I that 52? It, I didn't read it. If it was, it was the event maybe right before 52, or I think in 52 caused it, yeah, because 52 was the 52 weeks where Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman are gone. So yeah. it was that event right before it that I can't think of. And at the end, she breaks his neck. Was it Infinite Crisis? Maybe it was. I'll have to, I'll have to Google oh. that. Wonder Woman breaking Maxwell. And he has like telepathy and Maxwell Lord, that's yeah. right. So that's, that's who that is. Um, I don't know. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. It looks really good. And then did you see the Ghostbusters trailer? I did. I was expecting some Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd action, and I didn't get any, <laughs> and I didn't care. They got a whole bunch of Paul Rudd, and I think it looks great. Yeah. And I would definitely go see that opening weekend. Yeah, me too. It, lo- it looks like it's a little more serious, but I'm sure they're going to put jokes in there, because like, one and two are, are pretty funny movies, you know? And uh, I think they're going to hold off on seeing the old guys. I, I, I like how it's Egon's grandson, who kind of looks like Egon. <laughs> so... I don't know. I, I thought it looked even my one friend who's not like into dork stuff. He's like, "Oh, we got we gotta go see Ghostbusters." I'm like, "Oh, I'll go." <laughs> he's like, "Let's go open tonight." I was like, "All right." And it's cool. How Paul Rudd's like kind of like the the comedy relief there, and he like picks up the trap. He's like, "Oh, this is off the replica." And they're like, "Replica?" He's like, "Yeah, the Ghostbusters. There was a bunch of ghosts back in the '80s." So I don't know. It, it looks great. 
Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, definitely. So that is, is so we got that. That's in the summer. That's like June or July. But you got Black Widow is March, and then Wonder Woman's May, I think, or April. I have to look up the dates here. But uh, what what was I looking up? I I went type and I, I got distracted by Ghostbusters. Uh, Maxwell Lord getting his oh, neck yes, broke. Oh yes, Maxwell. What yeah. was it? So while you're looking that up, I'm gonna go through real quick what I read from go ahead. this past week, because then I want to talk about the first three episodes of Crisis. So I'm just gonna bang. Uh, just cut me off when you find out that info is there. So I'm just gonna just kind of run through this. Uh, Captain America. Uh, B. It's this is very getting close to getting dropped. It's basically just Captain America, Misty Knight. They go to a random cop's house to uh, get some information. The cop's house gets gas, and Captain America kicks ass. So, yeah, it's it is just okay. Uh, Captain Marvel will continue. This is a, a solid A. Continuing on with the Dark Carol stuff. Mm. Uh, but this time she fights Iron Man, and then we find out why Carol is being evil. Fantastic Four. This is a solid A. I really like what Dan Slott did here. After all the years of their Fantastic Four having their powers, Reed figures out that it was the Overseer who put the plan in motion to blow up the Marvel 1 all the way back in Fantastic Four number 1 wow. that made the Fantastic Four get their powers. New Mutants, last issue, I cut it, uh, B-, minus. it's just a glob story. Yeah. yeah, glob, not the blob, glob. Yeah, yeah that little, walking around. Yeah, that guy, that, like, he's a pink thing with the, you can see a skeleton in his eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yes. didn't care for it. That's, yeah, that's the one book I, I skipped. Yeah, uh, glad you did because I got it because it hasn't been anything better than a, a B for me. Mm. But uh, let's get into the A's. A plus, Valkyrie, Jane Foster. Um, I know you're getting this book, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to spoil too much for you. But basically, her and Doctor Strange are continuing on and they find the Excalibur sword, which they find out is the healing sword. Detective Comics, A plus. A group of children go missing from the Martha Wayne um, orphanage and Batman and Damien. They basically do some investigation and basically make, has uh, them dressed up as Damien and Bruce, and they basically beat up the uh, the founder of the, uh, not the founder, the basically the guy that runs the uh, runs the group of children. Hmm. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Flash, that was uh, another A. Um, that is a shock. The uh, Speed Force <laughs> is messing with the power inhibitor co- uh, collars that they uh, that the that Team Flash has. And Glider uh, uses her magic bands that Lex Luthor gave her to uh, to help out. So all those years that Glider's had those magic bands, it turns out that they actually are touching in with the Speed Force mm-hmm. because of something that Lex Luthor did with it. Um, five years, Terry Moore, A+. Plus, uh, basically, Steph Kelly. Yes, Lily Rose. Uh, oh, we're literally doing a run in here. I was going to ask who is Steph Kelly. Have some I'm reading a book and I don't know. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. Steph Kelly. Who is Steph Kelly? New character? I don't. She's um. Basically, she's she was she's been uh, off and on in the uh, the Echo books. Um. She's the one. Oh, okay. She, yeah. yeah she, Echo. I haven't yeah, read all the way. I want to though. She finds out that uh, she's the one that bas- she basically works for Professor Brown, who creates the five bomb. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a story with uh, him, Professor Brown. She basically tracks him down because of you know he's the one that uh, that's the he's the one that invented the five bomb. Oh, so okay. if you go back and read Echo, she's like a like a, a third of these character. I'm like, oh, that's cool that they brought her back. Oh yeah. Uh, but the but the book of the week, Superman. Believe it or not, Ooh, A plus. Wow. Um, just regular the regular solicit. monthly Superman by uh, Bendis. Yeah. This if you saw the DC solicits, they basically had this is a it's a story that's going to change Superman forever. 
And it kind of does because basically um, Superman holds a press con- or Clark holds a press conference and reveals that he's Superman. Yeah. And there's these really cool four panels where there's no words or anything. They basically show just Terry White sitting at his desk. Clark comes in. He, uh, the next panel is Clark takes his shirt off. The next panel is Terry stands up. And the next panel is uh, they hug uh, as they're crying. So it's like, like Terry like now understands. Why, I guess, you know, the thing about why Clark is always missing yeah. or, you know, why, like, this happens there. Like, basically, you, you can just see just in that panel that they connect the dots. Hmm. And then you get to the last two pages, and Brainiac's sitting with Lex Luthor, and Brainiac looks at Lex Luthor, and he's like, Lex, how did you not see this? How, and how can you let this happen? And Lex is like, I'm going to go fix this. So it's like, oh, boy. So you have Lex and Brainiac working together to try to take out uh, Superman. Hmm. I might have picked that one up. It sounds pretty cool. I want to see what... And then, obviously, they can always make Superman's identity go back in this whatever big event book they do, you know, whenever they want to uh, switch that back. So I, f- I found uh, the death of uh, Maxwell Lord, and it's actually not in a event book. It is a Wonder Woman 219, written by Greg Rucka, and art by Rags Morales, I believe. So Or something Rags. It just says Rags. But I, I have this book, and I remember reading it like yesterday. So it's it was, it, the storyline going on back then was the OMAC project. You remember that? Sure do. And there was a couple. There was like Villains United, and there was like four books they were doing, and, and then it led into 52. And then I, Wonder Woman snaps his neck. So And that book is going for $30 right now on Amazon. It's insane. The how, price. how about that? Yeah. I might even have two of those. Because I, I bought it when it came out, and then I bought a run uh, just trying to fill in. Slots that I was had missing, and I believe I have two. I have to, I have to check. All right, so I'm going to talk about the first few episodes of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, well, I have a. What, 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 before you get into that, I want to ask you: Did you see the J.J. Uh, Abrams' son Spider-Man book got pushed back eleven weeks? Of course, it did. Yeah, I had, I had everyone. See what, you see what's coming out on Wednesday? N- no. Doomsday is, is it actually coming day. out? Wow, they made yeah, it. Yeah, this is this is a big week. I think I have twelve books or thirteen books this week, which is I've been cutting down a lot, but I think it's because the next Wednesday's Christmas. So. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, there's nothing's coming out. Well, actually, I guess the books will come out Tuesday then, right? The twenty fourth, and then they probably come out on thirty first too because of uh, New Year's Day. From what I understand, my comic shop will be open because they are they always open on Christmas for like a couple hours because they have like the games people oh. that come in like afterwards. Yeah, but I guess that. Marvel, I know Diamond is either Diamond or Marvel or DC. They said that they can ship the books, they just can't sell them. So uh, I, I yeah. would go there Thursday for my books. Not that I would, you know, go on Christmas. Anyway, yeah, as I much as I love my comic. Me too. Stuff, I'm, I'm not know, headed but. towards the comic book store <laughs> on Christmas. I don't have to. <laughs> what a drop down over there, Lily Rue. Yeah. Not over us. Oh, but that spider. So that Spider-Man book was supposed to come out January 29th, and now it's coming out April 15th. <laughs> yeah, I figured that was going to be uh, that was going to be pushed back. Yeah, and, and I, I posted one thing. I'm like, this book will never come out. Kind of like, uh, what's that book that Bendis was writing that he never finished? And like, there was like a couple issues. I think he, um, Alex Maleev did the art. It was like an assassin girl. Was it Invincible that he eventually finished? No, no, not, that, no that was Kirkman. Uh it was a girl. It had one word title like that. It was like a redhead girl, and she's like on the cover. She's bloody, and uh, oh, I f- I forget. I have to look that up too. All Star Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never got yeah. What did that? We get six or seven issues of that. That was really good great. too. Yeah, it's it like great. And we're just done, and that's like ten years ago. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll go back and finish it. But uh, yeah. So I don't. Uh, that Spider Man book is a shame of that. And then there's a 
Spider Woman has a new series coming out, and I forget who's writing doing the art, but she's gonna. You know how Marvel does that? Put that character on every cover of every comic for that month. Spider Woman's get one for uh, I think January or February. So she's gonna be on the cover of the variants, and of course, if you don't want a Spider Woman cover, you do not have to buy one. But they look pretty cool. And then speaking of covers, Wonder Woman seven fifty that had uh, ten covers is now up to twenty. Yeah, and like Jim Lee's doing three, like he did in current Wonder Woman, fifties uh, Wonder Woman. There are so many. Art Germ has like three or four, and it's like at ten bucks a pop. I'm getting one, and then I'm done. One done. Yeah, yeah. At ten bucks a pop, I'm not getting too many brands. When I went to the shop last night, I was like, "How many covers of Wonder Woman are you getting?" And I was like, "At ten dollars, one." <laughs> I ain't getting many. Now, if it was normal price, maybe I get a couple. But that's about it. It I seen for comic news. It's a little, little light. Here, as the thing pops out, I I try to turn it off. I don't know how to turn that off. Um. Oh yeah, when does Birds of Prey come out? The basically the Harley Quinn movie is that February? I think it's February. No, oh, so we got that one first. So we got that, then Black Widow, then Wonder Woman, then Ghostbusters. That's a good year. Sure is. Yeah, yeah it's a big year, especially. I mean, it's tough to top. The, you know, this past year you have Captain Marvel, Endgame, Spider Man, uh, Star Wars. You know, I mean, just. 2019 is tough to beat, and I don't think they're going to try, but they're going to uh, they're going to do some bangers coming out next mm-hmm, year. Definitely. Toy Story 4. Oh, is that Frozen, wow. Frozen 2. Well, Frozen uh, 2 is this year, right? That's, yeah, that well, that's what I meant. Yeah, oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then, uh, no Star Wars, though, next year, so I mean, that's going to finish this year off with a bang. Oh, oh you, you think Star Wars makes a billion? I mean, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to hit two. That's my thing, because I know... Didn't the last one? They were close. I think they were both like one seven, mm. one eight. I know, um, the episode seven, Force Awakens, is the highest grossing domestic film ever. Mm. Not wow. Endgame didn't even beat it domestic. Yeah. But let's see, does it? That's the thing. From what I understand, in China, Star Wars is not a big thing. Oh, China's and that's a huge, huge market. Huge yeah. Market. yeah. But so yes or no? You think it hits two billion? I don't say yes. Since it's the last one, you know, well of yeah. the of the Skywalker trilogy or whatever, and I, I know they yeah. said that Ray and uh, Finn and Poe said, "Oh, there, w- there won't be any more Star Wars movies." And I go, "Yeah, until they are," you know. Just like how when Chris Evans said uh, after the second Captain America movie, he's like, "That's it, I'm done after this one," and then he got that extra twenty million of the back end money. He's like, "Yeah, I'll finish out the this story." Yeah, yeah, why not? You know, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, Mark Hamill thought he was done with Star Wars movies back in the. 80s, you know, and look yeah, at now. it's just crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. But I want to get into Crisis because I know we're running late. And I, yeah, I, go I ahead. Go, go jump to that. So and then we'll just I, I want to talk about all the cameos. I want so basically, you know, obviously you knew there was a lot of people were signed for a while, but you kind of had to figure out that you're not going to see these characters in the, you know, in there for 20 minutes. So it starts out with the red skies and it shows the different Earths. Now pay attention to the number of the Earth. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to see if you can figure out real quick. So the first Earth we go to is Earth 89. Can you kind of guess what universe Ooh, we're in Ooh, Batman. Batman 89. So then it plays the Batman 89 music. And they show some guy sitting on a bench reading a newspaper. And the headline of the newspaper says, Batman captures the Joker. And at first you're like, okay, just as a picky fan. Not that I'm complaining by any means. Batman did not catch the Joker in Batman 89. If anything, he yeah. killed the Joker in Batman 89. Yeah. So the guy pulls down the newspaper, and it's Alexander Knox. Oh, really? Wow. 
so you know, played by Robert Rule. You know, obviously he was the uh, guy that worked with Vicky Vale. So I was like, oh, that was kind of a weird get. Yeah. I didn't see that. And then all of a sudden, the White Wall comes. He's gone. All right, next Earth we go to is Earth X, and they just showed the Ray from uh, when they did the crossover last year, the year before, and he's just flying White Wall. Boom, done. Then we go to Earth sixty six. Guess who we see? Ooh, uh, it's Batman. <laughs> well, Adam West, Batman. Well, Bert Ward. Bert Ward, yeah. yeah. So he's walking his dog, and he says, holy red skies of death, and then he dies. So, <laughs> uh, And then we get to, I don't know, I forget which 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 episode it was. It's been a, another, basically, like the beginning of each episode, you just have like these flashes of these random Earths with the white wall going. Then you had Earth 203 from um, 2003 with the Birds of Prey miniseries. Oh, wow, and they t- tied that in. I know a lot of people crapped on that. I never actually got to watch it, but. I heard it actually, if you watch it, it ain't that bad, you know, if you're not real critical. Yeah, I didn't see it. You'd probably get it on DVD for like five bucks. Yeah, and then that's the whole series, which I believe was one season. Yeah, one or two seasons. So it's like, oh, so it's just like, okay, so that, that you know, that was pretty cool. So, I, I don't know where to go. I don't want to spoil this too much, because this is something that you definitely, definitely no, I, need to see. Well, I'll say this, because you've seen it. I've seen the, the scene where Black Lightning meets him, which obviously is like, oh, he's in a different universe. Like, yeah, well, this is tied it all in. So I, I've seen that. I mean, I'm gonna hit the, I'm gonna hit the, kind of hit the big points here. Cause like I said, I can talk about this forever. So they get to, they find out. So Lila Harbinger, uh, I'm sorry, the monitor says there is a whole bunch of paradigms, and you need to, or paragons, and they need to find, they need to figure out who's what, who, which ones are which ones. So they said there's a Kryptonian that's one, and they find out that that Kryptonian is actually um, Supergirl. They find out there's a uh, somebody from Gotham. So they have to go to Gotham, and I believe they go to Gotham, Gotham Earth ninety four. So it's uh, Kate Kane, Batwoman, and um, and uh, 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 Kara Zor El, Supergirl. They they go to that Earth. So they knock on the door of Wayne Manor, and uh, Luke Fox from Batwoman shows up, but it's not you know that not yeah. that Earth. So it's like I don't know who you are. No, he's like we're Brucey. We know Bruce lives here. He's like you're not allowed in here. So they shut the door and Supergirl kicks the door down. They go now. The only thing that's the, the only thing that ruined this for me is in the opening credits they show a certain somebody's name, and I'm like, what's that person doing in this? That's just odd. So it's just like, oh man, they're finally going to show Bruce Wayne in the CW universe. I'm like, this is yeah. crazy. So you hear the vo- you you see Kate Kane walking down the hall, Bruce. Uh, Wayne Manor, and then you hear the very familiar Batman voice go, Kate, is that you? And I was like, oh, oh my God. Henry, Kevin Conroy plays Bruce Wayne. Oh. Like, you, uh, for years, you'd have him in the animated series, and he actually is playing Batman. And he's basically in the suit that he's in, well, like, when he broke his back in Nightfall. Oh, okay. And um, basically when he, in the Frank Miller of Dark Knight Returns, like he basically in the exoskeleton suit, and they basically have a conversation, and Kate finds out that Bruce isn't, you know, that's not the real Bruce, because he talks about, like, killing, and this and that, and she's weak, and Supergirl is scanning Wayne Manor, and he points to a trophy case, and he goes, what's that? And he goes, that's all of Batman's uh, trophies, and there's a bloody Joker card, and then there's Clark Kent's glasses with blood all over it and a bullet, mm. a kryptonite bullet that went through it. So the two of them figure out at the same time, this is not, this, this Bruce kills. Yeah. 
until they find out that that's not the Paragon, the Gotham Paragon. So Kate is. So hmm. she's one of them. And then they go to Earth 79, I want to say. And they go to Metropolis. So in Metropolis, it's Lois Lane and Superman from the Supergirl show, CW show. And they go to what would would have been whatever the whatever the year the first Superman movie came out. That's the Earth they go to. Oh, okay. It's, it's, With, it's Brandon um... Rolfe playing Kingdom Come Superman, but he's playing it as Christopher Reeve because he talks about, oh, you see two Superman, and he goes, oh, I remember that one time where I had to fight myself before, which was Superman 3. Yeah. And he basically talks about all the beats from all the <laughs> Richard Donner, wow. uh, Christopher Reeve Superman movies. How and he's that? doing he's doing the bumbly thing where he's, you know, he's Clark Kent, he's always dropping papers. So I'm like, that's cool. Like, they obviously couldn't get Christopher Reed, but basically it's Brandon Ralph channeling Christopher Reed. Yeah, that's so excellent. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. So then they find out that Lex has the, he has the Book of Destiny, and he's going to all, all the different Earths, killing all the Superman. Mm. So then he goes to Earth, I forget, it was like Earth 167, where it's the Smallville universe. So Tom Welling's there. And then he's just like, oh, you're not the Lex Luthor that I know, because obviously that was played by Michael Rosenbaum. Mm-hmm. And he goes to kill him with a with a piece of kryptonite. And he's like, kryptonite? He's like, that doesn't work on me. He goes, I gave up my powers. He's like, you mm-hmm. gave up your powers? And he's just like, yeah. He's like, I don't I don't need them anymore. I'm like, well, that's cool. That makes sense. Because if you remember, in Smallville, he only wore the suit for the final scene of the, of the final last, yeah. of the season 10. Yeah, they show him ripping off the shirt and the Superman symbol. So he never wears the suit during Smallville. So it's just like, oh, that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah, so Lex is basically killing all the all the Superman because he wants to wind up becoming, he wants to become like the hero of the story, all of basically kind of like what they did in Crisis. So uh, what happens is the White Wall of Antimatter basically takes everybody out and then it takes all the Earths out. And right before it takes out Earth Prime, they, uh, the the monitor vanishes. Uh, he she puts all uh, all the people that are supposed to be the savers in the vanishing point. So it's uh, Superman, Supergirl, a uh, Batwoman, uh, uh, Professor Cho, who winds up becoming the Adam in the comic book. Because I think Brandon Ralph's going to be done with uh, with Legends after this season. Mm, okay. And then I think that's that they're going to go with that. Um, and then they oh oh I got to rewind. So then, you know, okay, the, the Flash is supposed to die. So the whole building of the Flash is supposed to die. So it turns out, we talk about the whole thing with Black Lightning, the Black Lightning gets zoomed into the cosmic treadmill where the anti-monitor is basically keeping Barry Allen on the treadmill, but he's not keeping Grant Gustin Barry Allen. He's keeping Jay Garrick? Um, the guy the guy that played, well, now he was Jay Garrick, but in the 90s, oh, the 90s he was Flash. Barry Allen. Yeah. So he's on there. Now, if you ever watched the 90s Flash, they never had a final episode. They basically just got canceled, and that was the end of it. So they're going back and forth. Who's going to make the sacrifice? And 90s, Barry Allen's just like, no, you need to let me make the sacrifice. And they're showing flashbacks from the 90s show of him and his Iris. I was like, that's so cool. So they tied that show that ended almost 30 years ago with no ending. They ended it on Crisis uh, Episode 3. Wow. That's cool how so, they're trying it. It's cool how everything that was a DC property is one of the different worlds. Well, uh, yeah. planets, Earth, whatever you want to say. So I thought that was really cool that they, that was just like, that, that is, they tied all that together. So, and, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that, you know, they built up that Grant Gustin was supposed to die. I'm like, I don't care. I thought that was absolutely great how they tied that together. And then 
Uh, so the last thing you see because John said that the uh, they're not going to finish Crisis until the uh, you come back until the fourteenth. Yeah. So you got to you got to wait like three four weeks. So they have all the Paragon, uh, you know, all the stages, all six of them. They got they went to the vanishing point where no white walled antimatter can get them. So they're the last six people like surviving. So uh, Superman was there, and all, uh, Superman was one of the six, and all of a sudden Superman vanishes, and Lex takes his place. And Kara's like, Lex, what did you do? And he's like, I have the power to rewrite history. And he's like, and I rewrote the Book of Destiny. So, and they show where the Superman symbol was, where he's supposed to be one of the one of the saviors, and it's crossed out, and they put Lex Luthor. And he's like, mm. okay, where do we start? And they're like, son of a bitch, like, we didn't want him there. You literally just killed the last Superman on Earth. And I will. I'll see you tomorrow, honey. Um, you just kill the last Superman on Earth. At the same time, like they need that, they need Lex's help. They need all the help they can get. So, like that's like, man, what a cliffhanger! Yeah, that's cool. And I wonder, so I wonder, uh, is Constantine in at all? Because why not use him? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, gee, there's so much here. Yeah, because what happens is Oliver dies at the very end of the first episode. Okay, yeah, I, I did see something about that, which makes sense because you know how the the new show is gonna be Green Arrow and the Black Canaries, and it's his daughter that he might have. Yeah, so he gets clipped by one of the uh the not the parademons, the um, oh, one oh, of the Sutton demons. The Eddie yeah, Monitor's the, cronies. Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, jeez, I should have wrote all this stuff. Down. And then, and then, do you think uh, since Star Girl starts soon, is, is she in it, or probably she will be in it? Not yet. But anyway, so what happens with Oliver is they they want to bring him back, so they put him in the Lazarus pit, and they're just like, and uh, White Canaries is like, look, that's how he bought me back. Uh, before, so but, yeah, we need to save his soul. Only one person can save his soul, and they're bringing Constantine. Oh, oh makes sense. And Constantine has trouble figuring it out, so then he goes to the guy that plays Lucifer, because I like, get Lucifer from the oh, Sandman wow. universe has his own spinoff. Yeah. It's supposed to be one season, but like it's it, the ratings are so high on it. I think it's in its third or fourth season. So then, like he has a cameo. Wow, that's awesome to put Eye Zombie in there. That's a DC property. I mean, put everything in there. <laughs> It's it's like I said it's all in there, but I'm going I'm I didn't delete any of it off of my DVR. I'm not going to. I'm going to. I'm going to do a full review once. Uh, it's all yeah, once said and done. Yeah, once it's once it's over. So yeah, I mean I think it's uh, everything's available on the CW app. But I mean I'm telling you, if you have time off with the holidays coming up, if you have time off. Definitely watch it. I mean, it blew my socks yeah, off. Everyone that, that watches says it's really good. Yeah, the only one doesn't like it is Raven. I listen to Raven's podcast. Really? He wow. said he didn't like. It. He said it was terrible. Well, probably because he wants it to be exactly like the comic, and it's not. Well, it's not gonna be. Yeah, no, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Cool, that's awesome. I will see it eventually. <laughs> so, that's a, that's about it then, I guess. Yeah, let's get to the top five. Let's get out of here. Okay, so we're, we're about an hour at thirty, and so now he's a free agent. I'll start. What uh, top five matches you want to see Marty Scola in two thousand twenty? Ooh, you can work anywhere. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can pick anybody. You can, you can pick five. It could be one from New Japan, one from AEW. It doesn't matter. Let's go. Oh, yeah, let's do one for each. Let's go Hangman in AEW. Okay, a good one. Let's go Cabana in NWA. Ooh, yeah. Let's go Shelly, Ring of Honor. Let's go Kyle O'Reilly in NXT. Ooh, that's a good one. You could double up, too, if you want. It doesn't matter. And let's go with Leo Rush. Oh, yeah, that, that'd be a good one. That's a, that's a good list. I mean, there's they did, they did have a feud for the Ring of Honor TV title. Did they? Wow. Day. Yes, they did. Ooh, sir. I didn't know that. Um, so I'll go uh, Hiromu Takahashi. That would be a great one. I'm sure they probably wrestled before and I probably haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, the best of Super Junior yeah. thing about two years ago. <laughs> but I, uh, I'd like to see that nah, in the current landscape. How about uh, him versus Finn Balor? That'd be, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll the go. Dylan versus the Demon. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> How about uh, Marty versus AJ? Styles, not Lee. 
and then we'll go more <laughs> Marty versus uh let's see from uh well Nick Nick Aldo's gonna happen, so <laughs> Marty versus question mark? No. Um I gotta pick uh, Marty versus Adam Cole, I'm sure they wrestled. I'd see like see that now as a NXT. Marty Adam versus Adam Cole's last name, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I even seen that. Um, and then uh, Marty Cole versus uh, Keith Lee. I think that'd be great. I think if I got one more. Uh, how about Marty versus Kenny Omega? Marty versus Claudio. Just oh, oh I, yeah. How about that? That'd be great, man. I w- I would like lot. to just have Claudio go right to uh, AW, <laughs> which which Brody right. is finally. We didn't even talk about the release. So I know we're wrapping up here, but Brody Lee got officially got his release, and he's able to wrestle. I think in April, maybe in April. Which is yeah, cool. I think the Ascension. Somebody else got released. Yeah, too. Sin Cara, uh, and he already showed up in uh, AAA, and it's pretty cool, crazy because he's Sin Cara, and he's not Tomiko or whatever his real name is. So I guess yeah, they just, they said they just they, yeah, I guess they already he got a cease and desist papers earlier today. Oh really? I, I was thinking did yeah. they abandon the gimmick because I mean who cares? You know, <laughs> I mean Sin Cara, that character's been floundering for years. But anyway, so that's uh, that's episode seventy nine here, the pre. No, whoa, whoa. I gotta Wait. do my top oh, five. Oh, yeah, that's so right. Jeez. What well, am I, I doing? Think it's the first way to close it out because we are closing out the Star Wars saga in just a couple of days. So give me mm-hmm. your top all five, all, uh, uh, easy for me to say, all time top five favorite Star Wars moments. It could oh, be in oh the movies, the comic books, the video games, you know, Clone Wars, oh, w- you know, whatever. This is this is a thinker. Okay. How about when the, when the uh, Death Star first explodes? We'll go with that one. And four, okay. Yeah. Um, the oh, the Yoda lightsaber fight. When he finally uses the lightsaber and what was that, two? Yeah, yeah. two. Yeah. He, he, he Attack of the Clones. And three, so we'll yeah, yeah, we'll go with we'll the first one. Um, uh, Luke cutting off uh, Darth Vader's hand. Or actually, oh, the, yeah, the other yeah, way around. Yeah. The other way around. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Because, you know, when his hand falls and he's looking and he goes, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see here. When when Ray and Kylo team up and they they're fighting everybody and then they kill uh what's his name? Snoke in the y- red yes, room. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good thing. And what I got one more. One more, yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, so the, the deep cut Force Unleashed, the first game when uh Star Killer brings down the the Star Destroyer and you have to like use your powers and bring it down. It's an awesome scene, and it brings the Star Destroyer down. I knew you were gonna go to that video game. You <laughs> love that game. <laughs> yeah, that game's so good. I I I actually, I think I bought. I want to play him again. Like I have him for three sixty. But I want to play him for PlayStation Three, so I can get the trophies on my PlayStation Four. And I think I bought the first one, but I, I need the second one. And th- they're 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 great games. I mean, its controls are a little wonky, but if you like Star Wars and you like action, like Devil May Cry style, there you go. Uh, for me, Luke, I am your father. Oh yeah, my God, how did I forget that? I gotta go with at the end of Episode Six, uh, Return of the Jedi, when oh. when uh, Vader's dying, he takes his helmet off, and he says, "I need to save you." He said. He says you already have, and you really don't know, realize what he's saying until you see the prequels. Yeah. So you know where Academy's like you're good in him. Somebody has to save him. Turns out that his son that was just born five minutes ago is the one that kind of kind of saved him. Yeah. Um. So I gotta go with an episode eight where now uh, Yoda shows up. You see like the silhouette of Yoda's, you know, when they're oh, supposed yeah. to burn down the sacred tree. I remember like the distinct Yoda's ears, and I remember like a gap. I felt like three mm-hmm. seconds I couldn't breathe. I was gasping for air. Um, so that's three, four would be the scene in The Force Awakens where Kylo cuts up uh, Finn's back and then he goes to, it starts snowing and he goes to summon Luke's lightsaber and it goes past him. Yeah, and Ray Ray, that's a good scene. For the yeah. first time. And the slow John Williams theme and the slow snow comes up and I was like, oh my God, yeah, that that's, that's just perfect. And then uh, for my last one, 
I was gonna, you said the Yoda thing, so I'm gonna say uh, I have the higher ground. Oh so yeah, that's that's, that's, that's probably the best part of that movie, <laughs> K- killing the Yinglings. <laughs> that's what I think of that movie. Yes, killing the Yinglings. I've never seen it popped in my eyes. Uh, when uh, Ray hands uh, well she goes to hand Luke the sky uh, the, the his lightsaber at the end of uh, Force Awakens. And it's like oh cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, there, there's that's tons crazy. of moments. He, he literally steals the whole movie just like just, just by that. Yeah, it, it doesn't even say anything. Got paid millions. <laughs> Yeah, I'm super excited for it. Yeah, me too. So uh, you're seeing it Thursday, I'm seeing it Friday, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Then when we podcast, we'll talk about it, and we'll probably yeah, have spoilers. We'll I got some time on uh, on on Saturday. To, yeah. Uh, to pop. I just have Lily, our my uh, family's Christmas party. So, and then I think you're no, you do have the show, don't you? You have um. Yeah, PBW, but it's a half an hour from my house, so we do. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right, there, partner. Well, let's uh, let's close this bad boy out for episode seventy nine. Yeah, uh, my name is um, uh, yeah, my name. If you guys want to check me out on the old social media, it's Matt Turner. Um, just source me out under there, and partner, I'll have you finish her off. Okay, first I'll say a big pa- thanks for my friend uh, Tony Blackwell, who I do the Tornado Tag and uh, Things Are Not Cool High School podcast, for letting me use this cool soundboard here and microphone, and hopefully we sound much better and fancy, and uh, there's no annoying background noise. Like there was a fire alarm that went off, and uh, you didn't hear it, so hopefully no one else will hear it. So that's awesome. And uh, if you want to find me on Facebook, just search uh, Andy Header. Same thing on Instagram. I will come up and you can look at pictures of me. So thanks for listening to episode 79, the uh, pre-Star Wars episode. (laughs) We'll see you later.